taking care of business. Carino, I came looking for you and you ran. Now then, homicide has rid himself of all your men. Now then, my men gonna take care of you, Carino. Is that right, Hama? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Steve Carino, you're a coward. You the What's last one. I defeated all your boys. Carino, you're next. We've been um, talking a lot about one Brian Nobbs' asshole. Boy. Um, you've seen this picture. Of course I have. Yeah. You took this picture. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, yeah. Yeah. Bubble Love Sponge's bathroom. <laughs> okay, open and send and you guys you both got that, right? Yeah, of course yeah, I got it. Alright, there's Brian Nobbs' asshole. Um alright, do you want to do the show? Yeah. Does everybody want to do the show? All right, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. I'm Sally. Woo! All right, that sounds pretty good. good. Yeah, we're, sounds, on, we're on fire. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're we're gonna be on fire. Okay, episode. Hmm. Episode sixty-six. It's sixty-six. <laughs> Appropriate as we enter the month of October. Oh. Six six six. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, it's just posted. In October. You remember when they dropped that Omen remake on June 6th, 2006? Like, they, that remake would never have happened if they hadn't recognized that date was, like, you know? That's the thing. It's just too perfect. I've never seen it, um, but I'm, I'm sure it was justified. Uh, Sally. We have Sally. Uh, long awaited. First time, long time. I don't know if that. Hello? <laughs> um,. Sally, a uh, hot jughead, femboy Garfield, and you've been banned before a handful of times, right? <laughs> a true warrior of posting. Yeah, yeah. Or you've deactivated yeah. and let them lapse over the 30 days. We all lose usernames one way or another. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a long-awaited guest, and um, we um, we wanted to do... What's the impetus of this idea, Siobhan? Because I don't really understand. I wanted to just have Sally on the episode. Usually, okay. well, that. Simple as that, man. Right. And that, but there's also matches I just want to do. Yeah, and this fell it's... into like a thing that you already wanted to do. And you were like, she's good for this. So, hey. Well, man, I figure, all right, so I figure uh, the second match, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Uh, third match, oh, definitely want to do that. It's Make you do that, especially Bucky. That'd be really funny. You bitched out. I think it was during the niche episode. Figure out which one that is. That episode. That's, that's Carino. Carino. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about the Carino. Right. We got plenty of time to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so that's the thing, right? Is we we for the longest time we were like, uh, let's tailor make episodes for people, and then it was just like, well, this is really hard to do. So here's what we're doing this week. Do you want to come on? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need you here. We need somebody, and you're the you're the right person. I've been invited like a million times, but I had always been asked to pitch something, yeah. and like 
I love wrestling, but I'm fucking brain dead, and I can't come up with three hours worth of discussion on my own. So mm. it's a it's a it's a it's a thing. It's a brainstorming session that happens in real time. Uh, two people who don't sleep enough or sleep too much, uh, we <laughs> flip and flop on which one that is, and we uh, we have a shared document, and it's. Uh, I don't know if somebody. If there's somebody, so like, many hardcore title matches. Well, there's so many, but yeah, there's also just like if somebody just found this, they they would. It's incomprehensible because we don't label any of it because we just Love both that. we both yeah. know what it is. So if you just saw the eight Ricky Choshu matches, like, and you're just like, that's all right, and then it's like underneath the the Marty Janetti doink match, you know, like it's just like this shit where it's just like it makes sense to me and her. It doesn't make sense to anybody else. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It could just be like an. It could be like the minutes of our DMs, and it's just relic question mark. Well, because we talk a lot about relic, you know. Yeah, I guess Kill we have been talking templates. about relic quite a bit. <laughs> it is the time of year where you do that. Um, so legend relic. You, you're all right. So you're a relic. Are you a relic head? Yeah, I'm not. Really, I'm not super familiar with Relic. I got to be honest. So that's that's a blind spot. I uh, mean, oh, we we cherish all the natural born thrillers. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, this is the, the the theme here is is old and busted, right? Yeah, old washed slumming. Okay, okay. Um, I still have not figured out how to locate my actual notes for episode 66 instead of i was on 65 which is a different episode why is it not one document is just making uh, oh i because i i make so many notes and i i sh- that's a good idea yeah that'd be uh, this is it's also also this is actually just, just called untitled documents so Hell yeah. <laughs> uh you know sometimes you just don't get around to doing the top part yeah, fuck that. I I have uh, plenty of documents where I just I just have titles on them. Yeah, I have to just like 150 untitled documents. Yeah, it's Alex. Especially Jones since I've like moved everything to Google Drive, it's just I just put a thing in the search and then it'll take me where I want to go, probably. And if it doesn't, wasn't that important? Yeah, it's. Uh, like I was I, I was looking for like a, a specific version of my resume. Like a, like yeah. one that had like a, a thing that I that I have amended but would like to keep you know, um, and I couldn't. So sometimes that Google Drive, you know, you're looking for a certain thing and you're searching. Maybe you know, maybe you spelled Terry Funk's name wrong or something. Maybe you sp- maybe you actually typed Terry Funk and now you can't find the thing that you know the link that you made four years ago. <laughs> um. All right. The idea is old and slumming it, right? Yeah. Just like. What's go- why are you here? Why Have you, you ever... bleeding? All right, you both are younger than me, um, so I don't know if you'll be able to relate to this specifically, but I can definitely say I've found myself situ- in situations where um, I was the old guy, and I was like, you know, I just... I, I, and it, you realize it like when you're in the moment, where you're like, I'm the oldest person here, and I'm like now super hyper aware of it (laughs) and like i you know unlike you know i can't i'm not like terry funk where i can just blade i can do a blade job and get over like i don't know what to do i just have to get out of there you ever feel old you ever feel busted jesus christ (laughs) yeah most of the time Uh. i was so i was like really stressed when i was at my uh my tax office job uh earlier this year sure there was Everyone there was older than me. I knew that, except 
Well, well, except the fucking assistant manager who was born after 9-11, which we're not talking about. <laughs> and he was a go-getter? He was like a, he was like a, a hotshot go-getter? <laughs> <laughs> was he like a Giovanni Ribisi? And was that the right actor? And I don't know. <laughs> no, I told you about her. That's the one who had, like, I think it was talking about her husband uh, buying, like, a Popeye's franchise. Oh, yes, of course. We discussed this. This was discussed on the show, I, of course. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> There all could have been things I was missing in that, especially because I don't know. But, like, so I had, like, uh, the other first year was, like, (laughs) I couldn't tell if she was older than me or not. I figured she probably was. Mm. But then I found out she had a kid in high school. Yeah, this is a game changer. So I'm like, all right, yeah. I can't relate to you, sorry. (laughs) You are are definitely, fuck, I hope. You are older than me in some way. I fucking hope you weren't 13 when you had that kid, you know? That's all. Like, no judgment. We don't want to shame anybody and you listeners. It's not a judge. It's certainly not a judgment, but it is. Listen, any young teen mothers listening to the show, we don't want to disrespect you or your plight in any way. Shout out to the teen mothers. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think this is probably the number one wrestling podcast for teen moms. (laughs) Oh, I mean. Almost definitely. It's either us or, I don't know, (laughs) Tiger Driver 9X. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Shuts all up. Friends. Yeah. Um, all right. So old and busted. We go. First of all, I guess we'll jump right in. This is. Is this the first TNA match? As far as I can tell. The first ever time we've gone to Jarrett Land and prime Jarrett years with the. Uh, Damn. Yeah, we some... are in the, the we are in the asylum, the everybody. Asylum. Yeah, the Nashville Fairgrounds is that right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sally, this might shock you. We've never we've done sixty five ish episodes. Who knows, really? Um, we've never talked about total nonstop action. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be the guest for the first time it comes up. Because <laughs> goddamn, what a beautiful example of total nonstop Absolutely. action! Absolutely, this is a good example, especially of like the early uh, the, of the Nashville version. This is Julio oh. De Niro and CM Punk versus Terry Funk and Raven. Uh, <laughs> February eighteenth, two thousand four, and this is from TV, right? This is from, or is this from a weekly pay per view? What this are they is doing from here? A weekly pay per view. Okay. This is this is still before they had uh, the show on on Fox Sportsnet. Bizarre, bizarre that it lasted that long, almost two full years or something, right? Oh, um, like longer. Well, I want yeah. to say the Fox Sportsnet show in like June at earliest. Yeah. What the hell does Jeff Hardy debut? Uh, it's oh, like after five. that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it might be late oh four. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I was falling out of it by this point, but, um, the Nashville fairgrounds, I think is to me, I mean, that venue, they only ever ran there. They never, you know, for the first like two years of the company, that was the only place they ever ran. So like, I like got to know the people in that crowd. Like I would watch those pay-per-views and I, I, I felt like the same people sitting in the same seats like week after week. And I, I just felt like, I, like it was a weird, you know, it, it felt like an old territory when you start to yeah. recognize the specific grandmothers in the mid South Col- uh, Coliseum <laughs> or whatever, you know? Um, oh. It's great. Well, let's let's not forget like the four sh- the free shows they did in Huntsville, Alabama, in the, in the Werner von Braun Civic Center. Of course, named for a Nazi. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I did say I wasn't going to forget those. Sorry about that. <laughs> I did. You were, you caught you got my ass on that. Uh, Gotta remember all of the times that a wrestling promotion is running a building name for a Nazi. Yeah. 
Well, there's somebody they with a thread. I'm like, there's some the really annoying. There's some there. really annoying fucker who has us both blocked. Who has a thread of every time that's happened. I'm certain of it. Um, <laughs> this has uh, an incredible opening with some sinister minister action. You get a little clip of a Terry promo, and then we cut to the TNA cage dancers. Now, Sally, thoughts on the. <laughs> <laughs> individual Sally. Sally, thoughts on the, what do you think about? I mean, so here's the thing: there's not enough of this anymore, and I, I say that as you know somebody who just likes to watch women dance, but also just the idea of uh, it's still happening in Mexico, right? Like Arena Mexico, they still got the girls. The Araconas, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if we'll cut on. back for them in COVID, maybe, but right. you know, they, they, they'll bring them back. Put them in a cage, safer, Sally, safer in a cage, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, any any memories of the Nitro Girls or these Cage Dancers or any of this? Either of you? <laughs> Nitro Girls, absolutely. I watched WCW television religiously from like summer '96 till it died, and like, yeah, no, that certainly made an impact. <laughs> Part of the death of WCW to me was like the the sort of when the Nitro Girls started like having. This is going to sound fucked up. <laughs> the Nitro Girls started having personalities and being like yeah, actual they all, characters. Yeah, they all got like one word name gimmicks and shit. Yeah. And this one was dating Kevin Nash, and then now this one's dating Kevin Nash. And... I mean, the problem is, uh, of course, that the, the, that the personalities were awful. They weren't real. They were just. Well, they, yeah. They, they, they were dancers. They weren't. They were just like. Proper on screen actors, you know. It was a. There's a gap there. Cool. I mean, not everybody you know, can be Kimberly Page. Listen, not everybody's the natural not, talent that Kimberly Page is. Not everybody's a tigress. <laughs> exactly. There's only they can there's make a rare, that transition. A very rare few. Um, I oh. believe uh, Fred Eric Eric Ritz's uh, favorite nice girl is Spice. But that's Spice not the Shout out to Eric. Spice the redhead. Or? I don't know off the top of my head, right. Sally. I don't know either. Spice. It's, it's been a while since I've watched any nice show. So. Right. I'm going to Google Spice Nitro Girl. You're it's no... <laughs> Spice Nitro Girl. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, sort of medium length, uh, Lauren Holly looking type. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. And I, you know. That's a 90s woman. If we know Eric, you know. We know he's a down Periscope fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Periscope. Yeah, right. Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Uh, the thing about the thing uh, about Lauren Holly <laughs> is that Jim Carrey had that, and that means she is old and busted. <laughs> she was a love interest of uh, Mark Harmon's in NCIS. Right. That's never a good sign if you want to be out of the old busted category. Even if Mark Harmon is a silver fox. Oh my God! What a guy! What a guy! Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, Silver Foxes. Uh, I guess I was gonna say Terry Funk, but Terry Funk dyes his hair brown still, right? Do you think Terry Funk would look good as like a gray old man? He never really let himself do it. I it's, mean, he has now. Like has in the he? FMW Dark Side of the Ring, he's got natural hair. Oh, and I like, didn't watch that yet. You should. It is a hell of a watch. It is up my alley. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. Bahu on it. Yeah, no. it was Bahu. Oh, was, was Bahu's wife featured on the show? <laughs> no, no. A, lot of, a lot of Ricky Fuji. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. The we- they had the wedding cake with the Hayabusa figure. I'm not familiar with the the wedding cake. Um, yeah, wedding cake that was an FMW ring <laughs> that as commented by multiple people looked like a cake that they could make. 
Okay. And then he had his wedding cake. And his high boosa figure. Gotta show him this. Okay, you're saying Bahu. We're talking about Bahu right now, right? Bahu, yes. Brett FMW. Oh, God. All right, and he got a ca- his wedding cake looks like the fucking what the exploding ring or whatever. No, it's just a ring. It's just a ring. But it had like the like, lightning bolt logo or it whatever. It has like licorice ropes. It was red vine. It had licorice ropes. ropes. All right, normal. That's a normal wedding cake. Just yeah. <laughs> <This> a man. <laughs> All right, enough, enough. Um, <laughs> get, so we got to stop talking about Bahu on this show. Uh, Julio De Niro and CM Punk. Is that the beer? Is that CM Punk benefits from having a guy who's dumber looking? Around him? Yeah. I, I Tony D'Angelo. Sec- you know, the fucking Sex City Saints. You had two guys who were dumber looking than him. Uh, oh, Ace is a classic dumbass guy. Yeah, Straight Edge <laughs> Society. He had a guy who was literally coming off a special needs gimmick. Sure. The new Nexus. Oh, so many dumb looking guys. Um, yeah, McGillicuddy is like one of the classic ugly dudes in wrestling history. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Wiggin haircut on him. <laughs> so <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> fucking oh, horrible guy. Um, Julio De Niro, to me, always number two to Easy Money when I watched that shit when I was 11 years old. Um, but I have no yeah, idea I mean, how I'm- I mean, I don't think he was bad, but he's, I mean, he's like the third best guy in that stable, yeah. And yet he seemed like he was the well, who's, who's the second best then? Who's the other guy? Ham, uh, well, Easy Money. Hamrick's the best. Oh, Hamrick. Oh, of course. Confederate currency. Well, in my head, Easy Money, like, okay, of course, of course, that's a whole stable. In my head, Easy Money and Julio were kind of their own. I, oh, yeah, because I don't know. Because they're like, in the tag tournament together, maybe? I don't know. That yeah, like Hammerstein Hamrick, ballroom thing. Hamrick was like mostly, like, they're just their manager almost, which, bizarre booking. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe there was reasons. Yeah, I... Paul, Paul was a genius. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> and, and Gabe also. Fucking geniuses. Um, Raven um, is what? He's got his classic gear. He's not doing the crazy dreads or skirt. He already did that? Is he over that now? This is 04. Yeah. He's like, he's finished his Ring of Honor run? Yeah. Hmm. Because that because le- that doesn't lead into, but that's sort of how th- they uh, the punk feud comes like like the punk stuff comes about anyway. Because he's like, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, I want to do some work with him. Yeah, <laughs> bring him up, bring him to Nashville. Yeah, Jeff, you're just yeah, that? yeah. Well, and then that's not really the. I mean, that could have been a pipeline for punk to become a star, but punk sort of resists the the TNA thing, and he kind of just flourishes, you know, in Ring of Honor. Um, which is interesting because you look at the path that AJ or, you know, Chris Daniels or Samoa Joe took, it's very much the other trajectory, whereas Punk went straight from Ring of Honor to, you know, uh, bigger things. But, like, Raven is ki- is he on his way out? Like, he's... Uh, How long does Raven... All right, first of all, let's not... All right, we never talked about Raven and the fucking dog collar and the, the feud with Punk and the drink, the, the pour and the alcohol, all the big stuff. Yeah, we're going to do um, that. We will. We're we going to watch all those matches. And the and hardcore title much. stuff. Uh, Sally, uh, I, I don't know if you heard uh, on, a, on a previous episode, I expressed uh, not just my love for Raven, but his uh, influence on my wardrobe around the age of uh, 11 to 14. Um, and I, I just want to ask, have you ever, like... Uh, like you know, like a long sleeve flannel. You're from Canada. Oh, you know, you know about a long sleeve. Absolutely. I was yeah. a Mark as a kid, so I'm I'm right on board with this. You ever wear them around your waist, kind of hanging? Oh, you bet your ass. You bet your ass. Uh, Denim jacket, 
flannel around the waist and like a cool shirt. Yeah, we're talking about a Canadian lesbian. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine, all right, fuck. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm look. I, I that was my fucking gear for, I don't know, fifth through eighth grade, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's a great look, and it's because of Raven. Look. But I mean, okay, so. Uh, He's still in cause he he hasn't even won the title yet. He wins the title. He he wins the undefeated title in like two, right. late two thousand four, two thousand five. I know he hasn't uh, run further than this. He's really only only on his way out in like two thousand seven. That's when he has the stable with like it's that Johnny long? Devine and fucking Johnny Michael Devine? Shane. Like one guy's have it. Like serotonin. Yeah, one of the dumbest. This is one of those classic Raven ideas that you're like, no, shut. It's like it's like you can't talk about like how Elix Skipper's idea of a gimmick is that he has a new move every so often, and then you're like, well, what I wanted to do was we're gonna take these guys <laughs> like and we were gonna, I was gonna put him in a cult and I was gonna beat him and I was gonna turn him like I was gonna make him into killers. Like, all right, man, that's congratulations, you're doing that's that's an idea you've been doing. And you're saying 2007, 15 years. Yeah. Well, like, so in 2007, that. Raven's like, I see the future of the business. Elix Skipper, Johnny Devine, Michael Shane. <laughs> like, the the train left the station on all those guys fucking, like, three or four years ago. They are all just, wow, like, that's, talk about some shitty fucking names to drop by the time you get in the late the, 2000s. I think Kazarian was in that stable. Again, another not. guy. Kazarian has stuck around inexplicably because yeah. he's, he's a good hand. Um, but also a guy who has not been relevant since 2004, maybe. He has not been relevant since 2004, but I don't think he's ever had more TV time as, like, a pushed guy sure. who people take somewhat seriously than he has now. Oh, earning yeah, it, though, I'm, like, almost, it. like, I'm almost it's like, oh, man, I kind of want to see Frankie Kazarian get, like, a title match. He's been good. Right? I don't know why. He's I just been good. think it'd be, like, interesting. Yeah, there's no justification for this. Yeah, Johnny Devine was havoc. Uh, Matt Bentley and Michael Shane was martyr. And uh, <laughs> wait, they Cal- had their own. Uh, and Fra- wait, Kazarian, Kaz. Oh God, we've... was in fact Kaz. Oh God. Okay, we haven't even started talking about this match yet. But um, Frank Benedict Girdleman. Is this is this is so this one is of the an... great real names in the history. All right, of this. stop, stop, stop. Raven had a stable in 2007. It was like a pseudo flock thing. Yeah, again. and it, and and it was Mike Michael Shane who went as martyr. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> Johnny Devine, who was havoc, spelled for K. Sure, naturally. And then what else? Ah, uh, Kazarian, who was just Kaz. Kaz, which is a cra- yeah, of course. And were they? Un- were they like masked? Were they supposed to be like new, or were they just like? Were you watching I this? Think... You didn't watch this shit. I don't fucking. You're remember reading this, this off. You're reading this off of Striga's website, and it, we don't I, even know I, if I this know, actually I've seen, happened. Like Raven talking about these damn like shoots and shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, what's the, is there like a name of the stable? Band. Does the stable have a name? Serotonin. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, they look like a hair metal band. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, I had, oh my God, that went up my nose. Wow. Serotonin. I was going to say at the outset of the discussion, I had a hard time believing that Raven wasn't on his way out looking at his fucking, like, grunge rock Jerry Lawler look here. Oh, he looks so bad the here. Hair. Like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? What's that choice? 
he looks like shit. It is it is a brutal. Is this look. after he lost the the uh, hair versus hair? And I he thought he must have got scalped. Yeah, I thought he must have lost a, a an Apuestas match. Are these guys? These guys are like gonna hit. Oh yeah, there's Michael Shane. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! And that's uh that's Johnny Divine in the middle. I think so. Yeah. What well, that's f- got to be fucking Kazarian. And that's Kaz. That's Kaz on the inside. Wow, the serotonin stable. Good God. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this match. Terry Funk. Oh yeah, this is like five months after he got scalped. Cool. And then before he, got he decided, scalped. Uh, and then at twelve years or so before he decided to finally get the hair surgery. Sure. <laughs> oh, For you him. can find yeah. that video. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Raven's gonna. Raven has to make decisions like based on what he wants his character to be. You know, he has to make these these decisions about his appearance. It's important. Half of his entire deal is how he looks, right? And he looks like shit here, and it's hard to even take him seriously, except for that he's crazy in this match and he does a great fucking job. Yeah. Um. The it is cool when he when he comes out and in sort of a classic Raven gear, even though he does look like shit. Um. And it's cool watching him play face to a heel punk. Um. I, I dig that. Uh, and Funk, but then Funk, Terry Funk, uh, Terry Funk, you know him? He's one of the greats, yeah. I, I like to say. Sally, you, you know Terry Funk? <laughs> You've seen this guy. You've seen this guy. Um, every time we, like, have a chance to talk about Terry Funk, I just have to get out of the way and say, Terry Funk is my favorite wrestler of all time, and I don't, I can't really talk about much about him, except for what's immediately on screen, because it's just like... I, if I'd start, I'll never stop. Um, but he starts bleeding almost immediately. Yeah, uh, just ju- juice is real nice off a chair shot. He's off oh. a chair shot. I wasn't sure. Um, he's just bleeding. You know, at that age, they just start bleeding. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Punk is kind of. I think Punk's kind of the star of this match, just because he's clearly having so much fun. Um. Oh, he's such a shit talker. Stomping Terry Funk like. God, can you imagine? Like, you know, you're like a young wrestler and you like haven't worked a lot of TV or whatever, and you get, you know, Raven's sort of taking you under his wing, and and then you you get this chance to wrestle fucking a bloody Terry Funk, like in front of a hot Nashville. Oh my God, like Punk, you know, and Punk is the kind of guy who will recognize that situation. And the importance of it, and like, and it means something to him. So it elevates him, you know, which in turn elevates Funk because Funk recognizes that in a young man as well. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, Punker, you're a hell of a talent. Yeah, buddy. he fucking he like he like he, like Funk shows up to the fucking the asylum to the Nashville fairgrounds. He's never met CM Punk. He's heard the name, you know. I heard you were uh, quite a fighter, young man. And he looks, he sees the look in Punk's eyes when Punk shakes his hand and says, yes, sir. And there's like, all right, well, punch me in my bloody head tonight because you're fucking clearly very hungry. Um, and that's just kind of the, you know, it's two extremely important generational talents. <laughs> uh, oh, Punk wow. and Funk, you know? Uh, no. Funk's selling in this is just so beautiful because it's clear that he wants to give these kids every fucking little bit he can. Just watching him be a bloody mess, slumped over, constantly getting pummeled every time he tries to stand back up. Ah, oh. he's so good. He's 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 the he's the greatest. He's uh, the best at it. Yeah, there's no there's nobody better at at selling the fucking the the pain and the fatigue. It's 
liked it. Number sure. one, why it's the best. Uh, do you think you so Sally? You said these young guys, um, and I think there's a there is a gap between Punk and De Niro um, as far as age, but also like seasoning and overall like stature. Um, I wonder if. Terry Funk has any idea if these guys aren't just like brothers? Like, are they the same to him? <laughs> does it's Funk not? not... <laughs> I feel I feel like Terry Funk has better shit to do than remember like Julio De Niro matches. So. Yeah, yeah, they probably worked cards with them. Like, that's almost definitely happened. Uh, oh yeah, Freeze in the back drinking a beer. So yeah, right. He um, just calls up. Calls up little Guido. Guido, do you remember this Julio De Niro guy? Yeah. yeah, of course, Terry. He's pretty good. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I think Terry's All calling right. Guido. Thanks, man. I wonder. Who, I, I don't know if Guido's. He's probably called. I think he's calling Mikey Whipwreck for sure. Oh, I know. There's there's. A, I always forget. I, I can't forget the story now that I've heard it on the AIW podcast about him uh, not wanting uh, foreign and biggins to. Uh, embarrassed him in front of Guido. I've known him 20 years. Uh, he just let him. So, yeah, like, I just, that's the one I would go to, I think. Okay. No, I buy it. I mean, those Dennis are. Dennis Stamp, you know this guy. Like, no, I, I don't wrestle anymore. Right. Man. I forget how much the, the Thorn and Biggins were, like, entrenched in the, the funk mythology and, and the, the Dennis Stamp and all that. I just kind of forget how much fucking Beyond the Mat Marks they are, one of them. Is and the other one was, um, like Dennis Stamp's last ever match, right? Was an yes. AEW. That's great. With Grado and uh, Grado and uh, Dick Justice or Colcaban or somebody like that. Yeah, sure. Against probably the Duke. The super team. Duke. Yeah, yeah. Jock Sampson's in that match somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I I like to Terry. Terry is the guy. You know, when I was. Mostly unfamiliar with Terry when I was like, I think Beyond the Mat, I knew Terry as Chainsaw Charlie and I knew he was like a legend and I probably had seen Barely Legal or maybe some other ECW tape or, or DVD, but, uh, Terry and, and Foley, you know, being part of the, um, the Beyond the Mat video, movie, film, feature film, uh, picture, motion picture, uh, documentary feature. It, I, I really got to got to love those those guys in particular, you know, and yeah. Terry was always like, and again, I, this is why I can't talk about Terry. Uh, Terry is just like the you know Texas an old Texas guy, you know, just like he's like a bunch of uh, men I I admired growing up that like probably weren't nearly as uh, admirable as I perceived them to be, you know what I mean? Um, Texas shit, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. who's got a great clothesline? It's Raven. Raven. The Raven clothesline is so funny, but it's also good, but it's it's funny as hell, too. He does, uh, he's got some great strikes all throughout this match. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's always got a punch. He's had a good punch forever. Uh, he still can punch, probably. I I haven't seen a match of his in forever, but still, I'm going, I'm not going to take a walk that's say he can still punch. Well, so Raven gets the chance to do things like a big hot clothesline. That's not a cutoff. It's not. It's a. It's a. Because he's working babyface tag here. He's he can do a. You know the clothesline. The big clothesline hits differently when it's a fucking babyface spot as opposed to a heel cutoff. You know. Yeah. So when he does it, and the crowd fucking explodes, it's hot. You know, it's good shit. Um, he's got the. He does like a bulldog. 
baby face, uh, you know, this like big baby face double team move where he does a clothesline and bulldog at the same time, you know. Um, he's got shit. He does his shit. He pulls his hanky out of his right back pocket. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his nose into it, wipes it in his face. Which, yeah, he, I think he spits in it and blows his nose and then he rubs it in, yeah, he rubs it in, uh, Punk's face, which I just, uh, I wasn't sure if you watched this and then that's, and then you, you thought, uh, then you DM'd our friend Sally. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I, th- I'm, you know, I'm not going to call you out, but I think you're, Probably the closest friend of ours to having like the uh, the uh, you know, open about their snot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's some heinous shit that happens. Um, <laughs> uh, what is the right hanky in the, the the right back pocket? Hanky white 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 cloth. Does anybody have the chart? Uh, I mean, is white's not a thing? Or is it? A thing? It's not a part of the, vanilla. It's not part of it. Yeah, it just means I'm down to whatever. Yeah, let's just have it normal, yeah. regular gay sex. Yeah, white's not know? code. Yeah, I think that. I think you're right. I don't know. Haven't seen the film in quite quite a few years. <laughs> uh, I watched it last month. Well, you watched it a week ago. <laughs> I watched it in August. Yeah, it's um, my wallpaper. I have it constantly running on my desktop. <laughs> I have the complete William Friedkin uh, filmography just constantly playing. <laughs> Sorcerer's on right now. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see here. De Niro gets covered in Terry's blood. Um. Which is, so much of it. Yeah, he's like covered in. That's the thing. Terry has like he's got that shitty hairline. Like he's like, you know, his hair. Like the thinner his hair got. Okay. Here's the thing about wrestlers that keep wrestling forever and ever and keep bleeding. Like your your flares or your black terries or your Terry Funks, your white terries, your black terries, so on and so forth. Your as, black flares. As right, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> your white Taichis. Um, as the hairline recedes, the the cutting pattern of the blade has to change, kind of. Yeah. Because the scar tissue is now visible in different ways. You ha- the way you bleed as you <laughs> as 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 a as a man losing your hair, the way you bleed as an aging wrestler will inevitably change in some way. <laughs> I guess is my point. So if you look at a Terry Blade job from 1983. I think he's cutting lower in the forehead. I think now he's oh, he's going a little bit up, <laughs> a little bit up the crown. Well, he's got more room to go with. That's too. exactly it. It's just weird. It's weird to think about. Um, I th- this is the these are the things I think about. Where do you cut? You know. Um, Where should I do it? There. Where should I do it, Doc? Um, yeah, and then there is a. Um, uh, a Raven hot tag, which uh, we 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 spoke about briefly, but he he is a good hot tag, and you know you when you get to see Raven play the babyface in a hot tag scenario, like that that has maybe happened like ten times ever. Yeah, um, it's good too. He's cool. Um, you know, he's like a Pearl Jam. You know, <laughs> you know, he's like into those bands. It's like 2004, and he's like. Uh, he's like trying he's like trying to play some cds backstage for the young boys um terry funk does the rolling cradle thing what the fuck uh what is this thing called the the like the the kobashi doug furnace uh rolling cradle thing is it just a rolling cradle yeah it's a schoolboy. i lost my mind when this happened Oh, it's true. It's so good. It's just like, 
Yeah, I'm old, so I'm gonna do this old guy thing. <laughs> it's not an old guy thing, though. This is like this is well, it's intensely not, I mean, physical. It's, it's an old timey thing, but it's not an old, old man. Time. Yeah, so. but he's—I don't know. You ever roll? I mean, Sal, you ever roll around like that before? A, a whole <laughs> ring. At Pretty the, damn strenuous. At the age of sixty, you're pushing sixty now, right? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're about as old as Funko's here. Yeah, that's well, the see. That's the joke for the Phil episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, for, I forgot who I have on. Um yeah, uh this uh this is a killer match that is absolutely elevated by Funk uh, bleeding his ass off. Uh would have still been really cool without him bleeding a ton, but we are as usual, we are lucky to have Terry and we do not deserve him. Um, and then post match, we get uh <laughs> Father so James Mitchell in his Steve Harvey suit. Oh my god. Fucking purple on that suit, just the most grotesque shade. Yeah. He looked like uh, uh, first name Mister, last name Glass. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he the the post match here uh, saying that you know we don't deserve Terry. Uh, absolutely, Raven doesn't deserve what Terry does. As he throws himself in in front of a bullet, basically. Yeah. In front of a taser, which is so... It's like, oh, don't worry, Scotty, I get shocked like this every day on the ranch. It's not a big deal anymore. Sure, sure. It's, it's I'm not afraid of this pussy. This is cow business. This is just cow business. It's a fucking excellent spot because you see corny shit like that all the time in like late 90s, early 2000s wrestling. But because Terry has bladed in such an extreme manner... His, like, wacky convulsing cell is amplified by his fucking forehead gushing all over the back. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah. Crazy. He can get over some fake shit. Like, I I wonder if anybody's ever done... Surely, like, Schlack and Marcus Crane did a real taser spot at oh, some point, some, right? Somebody in the Northeast Indies has definitely done a real taser spot by now. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Such an easy thing to fake. I don't know. Oh. All right, we'll talk about another spot like that in a couple matches here. Um, anything else, anybody on, I think, can we, we can close the book on Terry Funk, right? We don't ever need to talk about him again, right? <laughs> I mean, obviously, as I've told you, I do want to do a match from every year of Terry Funk's career. Yeah, I like that so idea. So we got one, so we got 2004 out of the way. Oh. That's... Oh, okay. You don't want to do a whole series. I thought you wanted to do it sequentially. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna find, I mean, that's already blown out. Alright, alright, so all right. yeah, We're sure. just gonna find a way. Right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> It's a long ways away. Um, Terry Funk, the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, number one, fucking with the razor blade, the man. Um, Raven, one of my favorite guys. I love watching Raven, the flock. Y'all remember the flock? <laughs> Y'all remember the I damn remember flock? When, I remember when, uh, yeah, Havoc and Kaz and Martyr were there. I remember when Havoc and Kaz, yeah, the flock, of course. <laughs> Classic run of the flock. All right. Um, so the Siobhan, the next match, um, you wrote the names down, or well, I, I did. Are are you? Did you copy these off of somewhere, or did you? Uh, I mean, I, I mostly copied. Did you make I an made, edi- editorial decision on who you decided was one, in this match? Oh uh, <laughs> no, no, I copied. But I mean, <laughs> that decision was correct. I can tell you all oh, people this match. Yeah, would I, you like to? Yeah, yes, go for it. <laughs> um, 
from the Murphy Rec Center on my mom's my mom's birthday. Two thousand three. Shut up! <laughs> I just realized that Murphy Rec. We you know, really called it that because it was a fucking nightmare. We but have <laughs> on your we have Jack Victory, C.W. Anderson, David Young, Simply Luscious, Keelton <laughs> Grand, and Barroom Brawler. Number two, it says. Number two <laughs> versus Homicide, Low Life Flu Ramos, Julia Smokes, Iceberg. Uh, Fucking Becky Bailey and <laughs> Dusty Rhodes and uh, and, and Dusty Rhodes as the Midnight Rider number two <laughs> as the, in the, in twelve person bunkhouse riot stampede. I... All right, <laughs> we're gonna save the one bar brawler number two bit for later, okay? But we gotta talk about that. We do. Um, we have information. Yeah. All right. Goodness gracious. This, uh, I believe this file begins with Julius Smokes yelling brap. Uh, and then Gabe is like, on commentary. Oh, these guys. Gabe, Gabe on commentary has never sounded like more of a fucking pussy. I'm sorry. He's so uncomfortable with these, with these non-white gentlemen (laughs) coming into his, his, his building. You know, so I fucking fired the match up. My eyes bugged out of my head seeing, like, baby low-life Louie after, like, seeing how fucking sure. grizzled and ancient he looks on all the GCW shows. Oh, well, yeah. So we had just, we just saw him. We did a Carnage Crew episode a few months ago, and he shows up randomly unannounced in a match that he's not booked for with Abdullah and Homicide versus uh, versus Carnage <laughs> Crew. And he just shows up and gets stabbed by Abdullah with a fork a bunch and just bleeds insane. And it, <laughs> he's not he's not on the card. He wasn't billed. He's not on fucking Striga's website, the cage match. He's not anywhere. Like, you would never know unless you watched the file that he bled, like, maybe the worst blade job we had seen in the Murphy rec center yet at that point. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Louie and That's... you know, baby face Louie saying that, I mean, he's, his face hasn't changed that much. <laughs> he still kind of looks like that. No, he's, 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 a, he's got a sincere face. Yeah. He reminds me of like a couple of guys I've known. He's got a, he's got a real, he's got a real like Houston Texan vibe to him. Um, <laughs> he's cool. I like him. Um, we we start, I guess, with Iceberg and David Young brawling, which, I mean, obviously, that's a built-in. Those guys are both from Wildside. Um, and this all is sort of, this is sort of an escalating thing where more and more guys show up, you know. It's, it's a sort of an yeah. un- unofficial war games. Um, and we do end up making our way to the ring, and we see Homicide and C.W. Anderson, uh, brawl their way into the ring, both wearing white t-shirts with the sleeves cut off, and, uh, like, light blue, like, mom denim. You know? Classic bunkhouse gear. Inside has the fucking knee pads over the jeans. Which, I mean... That's a style. That's nothing better than putting knee pads over your 
your fucking, you know, <laughs> the you fucking your, mom. Yeah, jeans. you're fucking the you're like Gilly from SNL jeans. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> what, like, what? This is like insane fucking costuming they're doing here. Um, I the, every time they do that, I, I, I can't imagine homicides wearing those <laughs> light blue jeans like that. Oh no, these are those these are, are just your, for this. <laughs> the, those are designated. I'm gonna get bloody in these. Yeah, jeans. I guess. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Jack Victory. Jack Victory is a beast in this match. He's really, really good. Funny. He's really good in this match. Um, who the fuck is he? And what, what is his deal? I know he's like okay. a, you know, it's stooge a, he or whatever. Was some, yeah, he was some Crockett guy. And, oh yeah, he uh, was with the fucking sheep herders. I know that, right? Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. A hundred years ago. And then, fuck it, he ended up as, uh. A bodyguard for uh for fucking Heyman uh, as Paulie Dangerously in '89. Uh, a shoot bodyguard much, or a gimmick? Like a gimmick bodyguard. Because he protected him from placed, the. You placed Randy Rose or Dennis Condry in the original Midnight Express. Okay. After they fucked that, that storyline yeah. up. Okay. Uh, and then he just and then so he ends. So up, what does he do for ten years after that? Uh, Where is he in the '90s? He's, he's just showing up on. He's just showing up on like fucking North Carolina indies and fucking Clash of the Champions wearing different masks and shit. Okay, so he's just a jobber, and then yeah, he shows up in ECW. What ninety nine, ninety eight? Yeah, and he's part of Carino's crew. And I just uh, Carino is you... a weird man. This is so. This is the Carino's crew match, right? Ostensibly, yeah. this is Dusty Rhodes. Versus Steve Carino in a big multi-man thing. For the record, uh, Jack Victory didn't apparently did not wrestle. He only wrestled one match from between 1992 and 1998. So yeah, he was a exactly. Star. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, he's good. Seems he's good. good. He's I think he's, good. he seems like a good wrestler. He seems like a really nasty, shitty, like uh, unathletic, but you know, just willing to bleed and fall into painful shit. Um, he like what he immediately like in both the affect and the book, he's just so like a drunk dad at youth league hockey brawling uh, with a guy in the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's great. He's such. He's just. He's a goon. He is. He is not the goon, but he is a goon. Well, he feels like so when you say drunk dad in the parking lot, he he feels like that energy from like a, a, a fighter's perspective, but also just like the sort of familial guy. Like he does seem like the dad of this group, which he kind of has to be since Carino didn't show up. Carino was <laughs> in Japan, yeah. <laughs> so Victory's kind of like the um, de facto leader of this group. I guess. I mean, CW obviously is, but CW is like the f- number one enforcer. He's the consigliere, yeah. It says Anderson in his name. That's the entire point of the fucking gimmick. Um, yeah, the, uh, Vicky Bayless is here looking cute. Um, you know, we've we've talked about Simply how... Simply is wearing an Iverson jersey, looking <laughs> good, too. They're both looking good. They're fighting yeah. on the floor. It's yeah. good. Yeah, there's there's a, there's an extended segment of them catfighting later on where it, it really, it t- I felt like it could have been expanded into maybe they could have actually had like a spot or one of them could take an actual bump. But, you know, you take what you can get, I guess. Um, the ladies in 2003 not really getting a lot of work on the <laughs> Ring of Honor shows, you know. Um, or even to this day, as far as I understand. <laughs> not a lot hey, changed. They, they, they have a title. Sure. Not again. 
It's Veda Scott. She fights. <laughs> I don't know. That was really mean of me to say that. I'm sorry to whoever's booking the Ring of Honor Women's Division. I'm sure you're not having Veda Scott in your. Uh... Well, now I'm just being mean to Veda Scott. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the Midnight Rider song, which is what is the is that that's like a famous band, isn't it? That's the Almond Brothers. It's the Almond Brothers. Okay, of course. Um, but like post good Almond, like it's like after Dwayne is dead. I think it's like shitty. I don't know. It's like shitty. That's a cool song. It's a good song. It's, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Still like seventy-five or some shit like yeah, that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. Uh, Greg Almond, still a cool guy. We're not talking like nineteen ninety-eight Freddie. It's special. Right, right, right. No, Greg. Yeah, Greg Almond's cool. Uh, Greg Almond is cool. Uh, great in Rush, Sally. You've seen Rush. I haven't. Actually. Oh my god! Watch, check out Rush. Jason Patrick, Jennifer Jason Lee, drug movie. Uh, 1990. That actually does very much seem like something. That's why I thought, I mean, obviously I thought, I thought you probably had posted screenshots of it on your Twitter. Um, I thought you probably had like a, in your bio on Twitter, like, like links to screenshots. My favorite match is Rush. (laughs) My favorite movie, uh, my favorite performance is Greg Allman in, uh, Rush. I think, uh, it's like a weird, I think somebody who directed a bunch of Twin Peaks episode, uh, like Leslie Linka Gladder directed it. I don't know. This is for nobody. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Carino is in Japan. Yeah, he's on a zero on tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that the game was like, eh, screw it. We, we got Dusty. What? Baby, I ain't gonna make one more time in my schedule for you, Gabriel. <laughs> uh, we'll just have the match now, right? Gabriel. It'll be great. I love Gabriel. Um, yeah, he, uh, I mean, you know, they book, they book this, they book old Dusty, right? And they, they have all this planned, right? I mean, they, clearly the idea is to do Dusty versus fucking Carino in a big tag and they, you know, the, some big, some big blow off without actually having to have singles between the two of them because that would be a disaster. I mean, wouldn't it be, it wouldn't be a disaster. I mean, the but, feud is also homicide Carino anyway. Right, 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 right. So, you know, but, yeah, and just what a weird thing to have this happen without Carino here. Um, not that it isn't. Yeah, he's also he's not on the on the show before either, uh, which sets this up with a six man of the Hit Squad and Homicide versus uh, Joe uh, Jack Victory and C.W. Anderson. So he just wasn't there for <laughs> like three weeks, and it's just like I I just didn't have another plan. What can I? Yeah, it's Dusty. You don't say no. You don't book Dusty twice. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing is right. Like, I mean, like, yeah, you can't re, you can't reschedule Dusty. I just, I, I, I don't know how this happens. It's just insane to me that this happened. Um, or unless it was the plan, in which case it's even more insane to like sort of tease the Dusty Carino thing because Dusty and Carino like were wrestling in three PW at this time, like, and or MLW, right? Isn't there a big like Dusty Carino singles match from? It, it's it. They have the ECW feud. Um, yeah, but isn't there another one from be, this year? Oh, be shocked. Yeah, the other one from this year is in Hustle. Oh, oh, yeah. of oh there's something very Sweet. funny. I think. Um, Thank you. That's good. All right. Yeah. Of course it is. Right. Fuck. So you know, so C.W. Anderson is on this show, and then two days later, he's on the Zero One show, teaming with Karina against uh, <laughs> Neo Hishikawa and Tetsuya Takawa. Okay. So he ain't 
Yeah, but I... Karina just wasn't... Karina just didn't feel like being there. And you know what that did? That gave him the opportunity to book a great wrestler like Yitzhak Legrand. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, he got his boys in. Um, all right. There's a Midnight Rider tease. It's not actually Dusty. Was there actually anybody in that? Or was that just uh, a fan? I, uh, that guy disappears. It was probably like Bobby Dempsey, yeah. Okay, it, well, that guy didn't stay in the match. I thought <laughs> I, that guy was. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page there because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, "Fucking Bobby Dempsey!" <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Uh, Twelve, 12 years old at the know. time. Twelve years old. <laughs> Twelve year old Bobby Dempsey. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gabe uh, on commentary claims that every time Ring of Honor has run lately, there's been a riot, and that this match is. I guess like a purge, like a bloodletting to like, you know, get to cleanse the fucking ring of honor crowd and these run-ins from happening. He, he really did like to tell little stories, didn't he? (laughs) Gabe like really sure did. Like he loved to go on commentary and like write a narrative around his wrestling that he booked. That was like, he wasn't doing the work on the shows and none of the fucking talent was like in tune with the stories he wanted to tell really. But as long as he could go on commentary and say the shit, then like at and least he could edit it and post. Yeah, as some percentage of the audience is going to like be along with God, what a fucking loser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's crazy. The way that manifests here is especially funny because on commentary, he's like yelling basically to get the whole story over with the midnight rider. While until Dusty himself actually pops up, the crowd just kind of politely stands up and doesn't make a lot of noise. It's also not like, I mean, look, we know the Midnight Rider, right? I mean, I don't know, Sally, you know the Midnight, I mean, are you, are you there familiar with the Midnight Rider? Oh God, yeah, of course. You are, okay, so I don't, but I think, I think 2003 Ring of Honor fans, I think most of those people, oh, don't, they don't know who the fuck. Half those people don't know old fucking Crockett TV. Yeah, and, and I think I think even even less than that. I think half of them are against Dusty even being here. <laughs> Philly in '03. I think a lot of people left before this match. I saw a lot of. Uh, uh, it seemed it, like this didn't seem like a very packed building. Yeah, you know, this didn't is... seem hugely packed. Uh, it, well, it did have that sort of like. I mean, our witch was doing a lot of that at the time, you know. That's yeah, where the Abdullah homicide crime. Yeah, yeah. Which is, the lights out. Which is idea. classic. The lights well, out. Well, it's also biting. the way the death match. You know, it's the way IW. Like, Ian always said that, you know, if you don't like the death matches, you can leave before the last match. That's how he would always run his shows in Clarksville or whatever, you know? Um, it's a. It's a the it's the right way to run a show like this, probably. You know, it's just. But it's interesting. It, it, I, I, it seemed like that building wasn't as full as I would have expected it to be in. In April of '03, which is sort of, you know, you know, the company hasn't struck gold, but they're they're hot in Philly. They're you know, yeah, they're getting 400, 500 people in that building. I think they're like packing that place out, right? Yeah, like well, yeah, they listed attendance on this is uh, something. It's it's not listed. Uh, it's not listed. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I have no idea. I, I wonder how much they, how many people they could pack in there. But this didn't seem like a crowded. I don't know, and that's the thing is the crowd is also just kind of like, you know, I think I that's the weird thing about watching this stuff, and you know, with the Carnage Crew stuff too, I we 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 caught some good crowds there, but then also there were times where it was just like these people aren't here for this, you know, these yeah. people want to watch fucking I don't know Michael Shane, I guess they want to watch Michael Shane, they, <laughs> they see, want to uh, see Malice they... and Kaz and Havoc or whatever. 
they were here for the uh, forty-minute uh, Tiffany Falls match between Dragon and London. Yeah, which I, you know, I'm sure is uh, just absolutely fucking transcendent masterpiece. I, I have almost definitely seen that match. I feel like I had to have. Um, God, that sounds good. That's good, right? Sounds like a good match. Paul but... London and uh, who's the other guy? Brian. Did you say Daniels? <laughs> Those yeah, guys are I mean, pretty good, yeah? Yeah, Fallen Angel Brian Danielson. Yeah, the Fallen Angel Brian Danielson. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, uh, Peter London. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm sure, you know, after 40 minutes of brilliant fucking wrestling between two of the all-time greats, in my mind, um, they probably didn't, a lot of those guys just, a lot of those, like, you know, 28 year old, like white men between 280 and 320 pounds were just like, <laughs> I don't want to watch a guy who looks like me in 30 years do a fucking, you know, a, an I mean, elbow strike. <laughs> but they were very, t- they, they were very exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I understand, but, but also it means they miss things like Julia smokes doing a fucking drop kick off of the apron. Right. And eating and just fucking killing his hip. It looks great. It's so hilarious because he eats shit on it and then immediately he gets up to dance. Well, I, I think, you know, you, sometimes you don't know, like you hit the ground and you don't feel that for a while after you're already up dancing, you know? And I, it's what Joe smokes is like a guy who's not really a wrestler. Right. I mean, he, I know he's wrestled before, but, um, not a guy with a lot of big credits on his resume as far as, you know, big matches. Um, I couldn't tell you what his finish is for instance, but you know, nice fucking drop kick really throws himself into it. Um, all right, well, let's get to that real real quick, as quick as possible. I want to say real fast, um, Dusty looks really old. Uh, like he his, looks old as hell. His face. Like he, like, he moves around okay. He's, like, in the match. Like, he does... He he spends a lot of time kind of stalking around, you know, like a like he should, given his, you know, character and his stature at this point. Um, and just he joins in to punch people occasionally, and, you know, him and Homicide are punching CW, and you know Homicide's having the fucking time of his life with Dusty by his side and they're both punching the guy together. Like again, like just like, just like punk getting to stomp Terry Funk and shit talk him. You have to imagine homicide just, you know, losing his mind over the fucking moon, getting to beat the shit out of a guy alongside Dusty Rhodes while you're like punching in stereo. Yeah, God. I mean, you know, if I'm like if I'm Dusty, dream. I'm good if just standing there while David Young gives like a iceberg, a, like a bill, six hundred pound man German suplex. You know, it's insane I'm German suplex. That. That, that shit happens in the background, by the way. That that big German <laughs> suplex happens in the background while Dusty Rhodes is making out with Simply Luscious. Oh yeah. I mean, hell no, up. hell no. Let's just say, let's not. <laughs> no, no, it's good. That's all, that's classic storytelling. It's classic. It's very storytelling. Uh, yeah. All right. Things do. All right. I want to say there's one spot here. There's there's one little moment um, outside before we get to the thing we have to talk about. Uh, the most important part. 
Um, Jack Victory sort of slams ca- Homicide casually into the edge of a table, just sort of slams his head down, and the table breaks um, at the corner in this weird, awkward way. Homicide either sells it really well or gets caught like in a bad spot, like chest first on the table because he looks like he's in a lot of fucking pain. Uh, and then Jack Victory punches the table bunch and just destroys it, and it's a uh, heap on the ground, right? Um, and then a couple, like about a minute after that, I don't know if either of you caught this, uh, Jack Victory gets Irish whipped on the floor by Homicide, and Homicide either, he either is mad or he slips, because <laughs> Homicide is like, yanks Jack Victory down, Jack Victory goes headfirst into the remnants of this table, and it looks just absolutely heinous. And I'm oh, not sure. it's gross as hell. It's, it's great. I watched it over and over. I couldn't tell if Homicide slipped or if Homicide was, like, pissed off from what just happened with the same table before. Um, it could have just been the, the called spot. I t- <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen anybody take a table bump like this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fucking throwing this table. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, and it's like a, it's almost like a drop toehold without the toehold. Like, it's just like a yanking yeah. Irish whip where you just, like... Like hom- I, it, looked, it looked like homicide fell and yanked him over, but it was uh, <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, by this point, by the time things really break down, we have I believe I have the count right: uh, Dusty Rhodes, David Young, C.W. Anderson, Iceberg, Jack Victory, and Homicide. Six people all busted open. Yeah. Um, Dusty, you know, uh, you know, it's Ring of Honor. He's not. He's not. He, you know, he's not in the Greensboro Coliseum, so he just has a little nick. But there's blood there. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Yeah, he's not again. He's not in the Omni. Um, but you know, um, and then there's an attack by some of, uh, I guess, some of Caroni's, Carino's cronies. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Carino's yes. cronies, Caroni's Cron- cronies, um, and uh, we John get John Carnes's cronies. <laughs> We got Guillotine Legrand. Um, Classic Premier Wrestling Federation god. Yeah, Allentown favorite. Just an Allentown favorite for sure. Um, We got J-Train's in there, Becky, and Simply Luscious. Everybody's, like, getting in there. And then there's this guy, right? There's this big, muscular man who runs in the ring and starts, I believe, attacking Iceberg. I'm not really sure. Um... He gets in there, and uh, they refer to him as this unnamed man. And one, of, it, one of the barroom brawlers. The bar barroom brawler number two, according to the to the title here. According to me, yes. Yeah. Uh, Cage match just lists him as barroom brawler because they do name uh, Guillotine Legrand eventually. But oh, he's uh, he's the other barroom brawler. Yeah. Okay, so you're now, saying anyway, that this the, is the bar. This is the other. Because it's the unnamed barroom brawler. All right, so but you're saying the, but, that the barroom brawlers, the team, the I would say team. that this is a team. Okay, but that consisting uh, of Guillotine Legrand, cons- barroom brawler number one, and his partner, barroom brawler number two. AKA <laughs> Sally, were you paying attention uh, when we had <laughs> when we had this realization in the group chat? Big muscular uh, guy. Probably not. <laughs> That's fair. So, I was watching this over dinner. It's definitely Or just him. after dinner with your best friend and mine, dear roommate Misha. And she says to me, 
is that fucking Jimmy Jack Cash? I mean, it's clearly and him. So I immediately think, oh man, that could easily be Jimmy Jack Cash. So I go to the sources. I go to the authorities on Jimmy Jack Cash-related man issues. That is, of course, Chris and Kevin of the Battersley Podcast. <laughs> and yeah. I am told by them. Oh, that's probably Jimmy Jack Cash. Fuck. You went to the you went to the Jimmy Jack Cash Discord. You went to yeah, and and you went and you talked to the moderators of the Jimmy Jack Cash Discord, of course, Chris and Kevin. Um, and they said uh, they watched the clip, and they both said in unison, "I feel like Jimmy Jack Cash." I, I, I remember this Kevin quote until the day I die. He has the exact physique. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he has the exact. Yeah. It has to be Jimmy. It's it's Jimmy Jack Cash. Yeah, I think it's Jimmy Jack Cash. I cannot list him as such because I can't prove it, but I think it is. We should. This, I mean, somebody should just ask him. So he, he probably would say it is. And why wouldn't you? But this oh is yeah, a take credit for that. For cryptid, sure. yeah, real life. This is. This is, it might as well have been the fucking Sasquatch as the barroom brawler uh, accompanying Guillotine Legrand out to the ring. I'm Jimmy Jack Cage. What who, the fuck? Who? What the fuck? Is there a single person that would have been funnier? No! <laughs> no! Oh, God's sake! Yeah. What? Like, what, Bruiser Bedlam gets out of jail and he shows yeah. up here? No, no, that sure. wouldn't have been this one. Yeah, is I get yeah, I cannot. I, it's 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 one of those cameos where it's just like, um, like I you know like if you see like a young Bobby Fish or something, you're like, oh, that's really funny, but it's nothing nowhere near as funny as this, you know. I, yeah. This perfect anonymous wrestler already, and it's just <laughs> it turns out to be Jimmy Jack Cash, I hope a, a so. mythical figure of sorts. Is he is he doing okay? Did he get? Is he is he in jail now because of his involvement with the? I don't believe that he was indicted. <laughs> no, no, that's it's, yeah. uh, being part of the uh, January sixth Capitol insurrection. It's so funny. But who can say? You know, so many, so many of the greats. Fought, I mean, hey, he also just thought that it was a bunkhouse riot. Yeah, well, he thought he was portraying the character Barroom Brawler Number Two. And yeah, he thought, Johnston was barroom brawler number one there. Yeah, well, he was yeah, the American dream, Joe Biden. He was just going to, uh, to, to, you know, defend his. Uh, gonna ta- yeah, the 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 iceberg, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the human hulk cost herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, J Train is uh, Ilana Mar. Whatever. I don't know. Um, Louis Ramos, who's who's that? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, we did it. Um, Dusty, um, Dusty is uh, he kisses her. I, that's what I've written down. He kisses that woman. He kisses Simply Luscious um, uh, without consent. So that's not great. Um, Louis different Ram- time. Different, yeah, right. Definitely, definitely, things were definitely different back then. For women, definitely when they were, when they were around <laughs> when they were around dusty roads. Uh, I mean, now he's dead, so he can't even. He's yeah, always dead. So that's, so that's really what's different yeah, is yeah. he can't do it now. Uh, progress. I'll say guillotine. I, can I just say right quick, guillotine Legrand? What can you say about guillotine Legrand? Not a lot. Is guillotine Legrand? Not a lot. Not a lot to he's say. Not about one of the all time great bad names. Al- Allentown, uh, Pennsylvania. Ever been there, Siobhan? Of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you drive through it. Um, 
it's whatever. Uh, the finish is Chuck Legrand. Yeah, a, Chuck. Such a good real name. <laughs> Chuck is such a good like scummy wrestler name. Him, Rock and Rebel, all the greats. Well, Chuck is short for Charles, and of course Charles in French is guillotine. I believe is the something like that. Um, oh, yes. What can you say about? I mean, Guillotine Legrand is such a stupid fucking name. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, Carino uh, sure didn't know how to pick him, huh? Um, all right, the finish. He, the gave fi- us the Dylan, give us, he gave us Dylan he gave, Knight in that match. He gave us Dylan Knight in that one match, of course. Who could forget? Uh, Dylan Knight <laughs> getting beat by Hashimoto. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah Dylan yeah. Knight's certainly not forgotten. Who's the Who's the other? It's, well, Ste- who, wait, no, who's the other guy? There's, a, there's, a, there's another. Gary Steele. Gary Steele, of course. Shuts up. Friend of the show. Uh, less known than jo- than Jim Steele, but essentially right. the same man. Yeah, but yeah, Gary Steele went... Uh, so that's... The, all right, let's fucking brief aside on Allentown. <laughs> well, we're talking about... I mean, this is the, Pot- the premier wrestling federation Pot- uh, Pottstown crew. Mm. Uh, I mean, right, basically... Pottstown. I keep saying is. Allentown. I mean, it, it's, they ran... It's, 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 it's fine. Okay, I'm fucking up. Pottstown, Allentown. Uh, Hershey, Philly, but, Hershey, where's uh, Hershey? Hershey's farther out, okay. it's past Lancaster okay. and York. Oh, and of course, that. I knew that. Of course, of course, I, knew that. <laughs> I know. I fucking know Pennsylvania geography. Right, of right? course. No, of course. I'm, I I'm, be, I'm joking around a little to. bit. Uh, somebody does have to, because who's going to make the towns otherwise? Um, all right. The uh, the 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 thing about Gary Steele is that he went to Japan. God. We should we not, we'll just we like, we should just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Steele went to Japan. Dylan Knight is just a Pottstown guy, right? Isn't that the deal? And yeah. he D- Dylan Knight is the only guy who I'm gonna say this. I think Dylan Knight has probably never left the the Northeast. You know? He's like never been like south of North Carolina, never been no. uh west of Ohio. If he was south of North Carolina, it was because he got booked by Carino right. for some reason in North Carolina. I'm going to say, like, hey, buddy, I remember you. Dylan Knight is the least traveled man to ever wrestle against Shinya Hashimoto. Almost certainly. That's my <laughs> uh, Gary Steele, however, they took him to Japan, I think. Um, the finish of this match. Sally, you still with us? Yep. Well, sorry, we, we we do have a tendency to do this. Um <laughs> The finish is insane. Uh, Dusty has a microphone and he holds it up to Jack Victory's mouth uh, to, and yells at him to quit while Homicide stabs him with a piece of wood. <laughs> Hell yeah. um, and he doesn't quit, so Homicide just kind of stabs him some more. <laughs> Gabe yells out, it's Magnum Tully! And it's like, yeah, up, like, yeah, we know what you're, yeah, again, these are nerds, we know what you're doing. Like, and we'll talk more about nerds in the next match. Um, oh, man. The, uh, the, yeah, you you don't have to fucking hang a lampshade on the fact that you're doing the same the the most famous fucking spot ever, Gabe. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like what are you doing it for? If you have to call it out, if you feel the need to call it out, why are you fucking doing it? Do something else then, bitch. Like what the fuck do you think like you cannot like do it and take the credit for doing an homage while fucking saying oh look what we're doing it's an homage because that's not what would fucking happen you wouldn't like you know dusty and homicide wouldn't have talked before the match and dusty would have been like hey baby you know my old friend terry allen well he's uh 
you know, said that he could not wrestle anymore and he had a career cut too short, baby. But he did this thing here where he broke a, broke a little piece of wood and stabbed the man with the eye. And like, and Homicide's like, <laughs> I believe I saw that tape one time and I would love to do this with you, Dusty Rose. <laughs> Which is my, my Homicide. <laughs> and like, that's not how anything works. So just do it and don't talk about it. Like, yeah, that's the thing about Gabe is like, it's a good idea to do that as the finish. And, I mean, not that it's the finish. They do they do fork stuff afterwards. The finish is kind of a mess. It doesn't matter. To do the the wooden stake thing, you know, um, and it's, who is it? C.W. Anderson? It's Jack Victory. It's, oh, of course, Jack Victory. Um, to do that and to have it, you know, you know, I mean, Jack Victory isn't completely analogous with, like, a Tully Blanchard type, but Jack Victory has... History dating back to the NWA, to the territory, and then Dusty is obviously, you know, there is like an enforcer, and like, we get it. We fucking get it. Like, it's good, Gabe. Don't tell us what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why did, like, why Why fools fall in love? I don't know. Why do you have to fucking tell us what you're referencing so directly? Like, if you don't trust your audience to see that and recognize, oh, that's the famous Magnum TA spot, then why are you doing it? Except for to jack your own little dick. The thing about it is not really trusting the audience and jacking your little dick is essentially the whole Gabe Sapolsky career arc. That's kind of the problem, yeah. Just just think about fucking, like, mid-period Evolve, where the wrestling is great, but he's running in towns that don't give a fuck about Evolve, and the crowds are funeral silence no matter what's going on. Yeah. When he had he mouthpiece... Was, he, was a moron. he had... <laughs> he, he struck such gold with Lenny Leonard for, like, a guy to sell his trash, you know? And, like, do it in a way that felt legitimate. Like, he, Lenny Leonard... It, you know, you listen to this. You listen to Gabe do this commentary. And who's the other guy here? Uh, some dude named Ray Mero. But it's just some fucking guy. It's just some guy, Some fucking yeah. loser that was, like, friends with Gabe. It's, like, the only guy that, like, ga- like would be friends that, with Gabe. Sub-Gabe, yeah. Yeah, like, like uh, the only guy who would sit in Gabe's mom's basement and fucking record a commentary track with him. Um, before he could, like, actually he, pay people to do it with him. Yeah, and then he calls Feinstein, Rob, we got it finished. Oh, cool, do you want to come over and have some pizza rolls? <laughs> I have time, Rob. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Now, did you, uh, Rob's like, the, 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 the you know, your, your co-commentator, was that the was that the, 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 the kid, or did you get the other guy? Oh, okay, well, I'll see you later. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the, the entire, like, run there where he, like, it's him and Carino, and then it's him and Donnie B, and then Garju- <laughs> Gargiulo is on some of those early fucking ROH tapes. Yeah, this the commentary. He's so bad. He's so bad. And then he found Lenny Leonard, who is literally just a good version of everything Gabe wanted to say. You know? Yeah. Like, it's... He's even, like, a presentable version. Yeah. And it's the he's, same... He's not horrific looking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great feet, too. Wonderful feet. Obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Dusty... Gets a nice reception at the end. Uh, says thanks to the young guys for letting the the big old fat man come in and wrestle on your show. Um, it's it's a wild fight. This match is fucking great. Uh, Jimmy Jack Cash is in it. Maybe Have you heard he of him? He fights iceberg. <laughs> he fights iceberg. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, you, you, you don't expect to see Jimmy Jet Cash, uh, sometimes, and then, then he pops up, and, uh, you know, this match, not, not too dissimilar from the Capitol Riot, you know? Kind of similar vibes. Um, would love to have heard Gabe commentate over that. That would have been yeah. great. When that girl, when that lady got her, when she got shot in the throat. When she got shot in the throat? I forget. Oh, I didn't watch the video. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember <laughs> when they, they, they hit the cop, they hit the cop in the head with a fire extinguisher, and then he, like, he, like, went back to the station, he was like, I got a stomach ache, and then he, like, puked, and then he died, like, later. America's <laughs> great. This is kind of like this uh, match. I'm just saying it's kind of like this match. Uh, no. <laughs> are we doing, are we going to take a break? Are we, what are we doing? Moving forward? Uh, I could probably go take, go, go uh, hit the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, Sally, you want to, you know, cause usually we'll, we have these five matches that we do and we'll, we'll do a long, uh, jibber jabber at the beginning. And then if we stop after the second one, it's kind of like halfway. But then, but then what happens is that the second half of the show takes like three hours. So, do you want to go to the bathroom now, or <laughs> do you want to roll the dice? Like, my drink's empty. Thoughts? Whatever you want. All right, let's take a break. Um, yeah. All right, all right, we'll be right back. Did you show Dante her? <laughs> no, no, I could, I could, uh, no. Well, that's look, he stole that from me. Um, <laughs> All right. Um we'll we'll be back with two of my favorite wrestlers, Steve Carino and BJ Whitmer. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I really don't like these guys. <laughs> should uh look sally you're you're a, you're an aew fan right yeah yeah we should talk about aew for a minute right <laughs> who are you liking in aew right now <laughs> i don't know who's your kind of like <laughs> off the wall picks who are you who are you hoping gets the push you're a mass max caster fan <laughs> I don't know if I have off the wall picks. I'm mostly just interested in seeing like more from Old Man Sting because, oh yeah. my God, holy shit! It's so nice to see him like really invigorated after how fucking terrible that WWE run was. I never it was saw funny that when he was the statue. I never saw him break his back or whatever against Seth Rollins. Oh. Oh. Terrible. 
awful match. That's so sad that that happened. I'm so glad that he's back and he and he's having fun. I love Sting. I do love oh, the you Stinger. Can, you can tell he's fucking so stoked about it. It's amazing. Yeah, I was a little Stinger. You know, I was I was there. I like I never I never donned the paint, but you know, in my heart <laughs> I was wearing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, welcome back to Wrestling Is Gross. Um, I can't wait for TBS Champion Thunderosa. Unironically. No, yeah, she's great. Look, she's the, I mean, Jade Cargill. People love to shit on Jade Cargill, but they're wrong. Jade Cargill's the fucking truth. Well, Jade Cargill's got so much presence. She's awesome. We just gotta let her, like, develop. I mean, Just know. because she doesn't, like, th- fucking do a body slam the right way. Fuck off, losers. Well, it's cool to do body slams What back. the fuck do fucking... All right, you fucking 88 followers ass fucking... Uh, you know, Bobby Lashley, uh, loving ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, you, you want, you, okay. Yeah. You, you want the, you want the body slam to look the same as every other body slam you've seen in a fucking SmackDown versus Raw yeah. game, I guess. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> People are fucking losers and they don't know what wrestling is. Uh, Jade Cargill is good and you can suck my Misha, dick. Misha's gonna tell you who she's excited for an AEW. Who's, who's that? Is she here? <laughs> what? Just, yeah, yeah. Give Stop me the. Talk to people. Uh, I, um, so I asked the question. Hello, Misha. Welcome to Wrestling Express. Um, hi, I asked the question, uh, who, who you're excited for in AEW. And Siobhan, <laughs> Siobhan hates. Oh, she's man. the biggest hater of AEW. Who are you liking? Who are you liking? Who are your guys? Who are your guys and gals right now? Uh, uh, let me see. Fuck. Who are your elites? Uh, I guess right now, um, unironically, it's like, uh, Ricky Starks. Cool, yeah. Um, definitely. He's um, so, he's like a gay, he's like a gay porn star. I didn't realize, I hadn't really seen him. He just came back, like, or whatever he'd been in. So he nice. is full on the gayest gay porn star, porn star I've ever seen. And it's so, it's such a good gimmick, you know? He is such an author, and it's like, it suits him so fucking well. Yeah, good, good um, uh, I guess, like, semi-ironically, I kind of hope that somehow Lulu Pencil gets signed to this company, just because I feel like that's going to be enough to, like, okay. make Twitter lose its mind. I don't know the story on Lulu. I, I, I hear, like, uh, I listen to the Wrestling Club with Brett Davis, and I hear, you know, he's, like, into that. I, I don't know who the fuck she is, but... Whatever's going on with that seems. I, I think I can support it. I like Emmy Sakura's uh, uh, squash matches on Dark. I don't know, if, uh, Misha. You watching every Dark? You watching all that? I'm watching no, every Dark. I'm it's, watching. That's got it's something. It's like it's going to be the next project, probably. I'm watching every hour, every minute, I, every hour. Great show. I like. <laughs> realistically, what's gonna end up happening is like I'm going to end up tricking Siobhan into doing something really stupid like fuck it we're watching every single episode of MLW on YouTube and she's just going to be like I I know you I, you two are all you two are MLW for life I think I think I'm Dark not. Elevation no no no, no. no you've been I'm, no you've you've got it in your profile on Twitter I think it says when, what no when where I'm pretty sure it said at some point yeah I, I might be mistaken I'm sorry you're a big fan I, though I know that I mean, like, I, we went to the show and everything, but right. that was like, that's what I'm thinking of. Of course, like, that's what I'm thinking of. I got it confused. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's the, it's, how often are you going to get a chance to see, like, Park and stuff like that? You yeah, know, yeah, like, Homicide was there, wandering around in the crowd, looking like, they just really did a show in fucking Chicago with fucking Park versus Mil Muertes. Like, 
uh, this right. weekend. Yeah, MLW's I, good. No judgment. I'm not going to judge I, you for that. Oh, no, no. It's, I it's, know you're the biggest fan. It's, it's in your profile on Twitter, but I'm not going to judge you for that. It's also bad, but also the thing is, like, uh, I've, I'm never going to get rid of the fact that the only time Brody King has ever looked good was the uh, clip of him punting Shane Strickland down a hill, like, legitimately, and me just thinking, like, yeah, this is what wrestling should be. Just you can Shane make Brody Strickland look good. Yeah, you can make Brody King look good. Then that's wrestling. I, it's it's more about making Shane down. Strickland look like a nerd. But you know, yeah, no, you're hitting on yeah, you're hitting on all the right points. Yeah, all right. I well, mean, I mean, like they just gave Tajiri the belt like uh, last weekend, which we should have been there. What? But I was just like, oh no, I should like eat food, and it's like, no, wait, I would have seen Tajiri win a fucking Tajiri, belt in the middle Tajiri of the ECW the arena. Like, for no apparent reason. Like, oh, which is great. It's fantastic. Right. Also, apparently, like, fucking um, Gianni Valletta was just wandering around there. So well, I just, sure. I probably would have been one of two people, the other person being Siobhan, of course, to recognize him. So Talk, chat been- him up. See if he wants to have a have a burger or something. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, so I, I you know, Tajiri. Shout out to Tajiri. Uh, Misha. The last time we talked was also we talked about Tajiri. So I think that's a running theme here. Um, I, I have. Uh, we do. We are going to do the rest of the show. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, and I just want to say uh, thank you for coming on, folks. Uh, MLW number one super fan, Misha. Um, thank you. For, thank you for coming on. First time, long time. Anyway, <laughs> here she. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that if I was if that, uh, if I couldn't embarrass her in front of Sally. MLW middleweight champion. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Shout but out. You also was that middleweight champion, Teddy, uh, Teddy Hart. Hart. I know. Yeah, that's why it's Teddy Hart on I TV. Know. That's, That's good. I, I know. I'm thinking about him right now. I'm thinking about Teddy Hart and Tajiri in a ring together. Oh. That ain't gonna happen now. I did that on the spot. Hey, uh, I save it. Save it for later. But uh, uh, Siobhan, can you ask Misha later? Uh, who's your favorite uh, Nitro girl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. Okay. All right. Uh, any, any, We're going any, to travel right. time. Let's go. Let's go. Years now. Homicide was young and spry. 26. Homicide's possibly one of my favorite wrestlers. I, we also didn't fucking see him wrestle. I'm, I realized that eventually when I was looking at cage match and I was so pissed off. I was, I was like, I should have made that happen. I had to make that happen. I could see Homicide. You know who I wouldn't have seen? The man he was feeding with it, that set up the uh, Bunkhouse Riot match. Steve Carino was already like in his like 34 or some shit like that. Here, he's older even older, he's all busted. I'm trying to figure and out also, how old. And also, PJ Whitmer's busted. I'm gonna say he was like 45. I mean, that's not that's not that old. It's what is it? It's the ROH Best in the World, 2016, June 24th. Yeah. It's Beige, Beige Whitmer. It's Blowjob Whitmer. Twenty-three. And, and Steve Glory Hole Carino. Um, oh, oh. So, <laughs> this is hilarious. It's right. really funny. No, first of all, first of all, first of all. Sally, you watched this match, right? Yeah. Uh, Sally, did did Siobhan send you a link to watch this match? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. I just want to say, Siobhan, what is this fucking Chinese website that you sent us to? No. Like, even by bootleg streaming standards, that was like... <laughs> oh! Uh, I, I, I apologized. I said to Sally that I was embarrassed by this link, but it was the only place I could find it, because I just couldn't find it on VK or anything. Oh, my God. 
I believe the, the, the website is IQIYI, which is <laughs> I-Chi-Yi, maybe? What the fuck is this? And what my, my computer has a fucking virus I think it was the IQ. Now. I'm sure I have a fucking... Some... Problematic of you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because I said Chi. Oh, because, oh, oh, virus. Okay. No, it's not. No, that's the, not it. No, assume the, that the Chinese website is going to give you a virus. Yeah. The Russian website is going to give you a virus. They're all assume cyber some, like, terrorists. Ethiopian website is going to give you a virus. Yes. You've been on Facebook recently. That shit gives everybody a virus. If not, I guess I've the, been on the I've, I've used the Instagram app, I guess, recently to fave some pics of some ladies. Um, you, you know, or to know, check out yeah. some, check out some stories is mostly what I'm doing on there. And you know, yeah, I, join I, I see, stories. You I, know, yeah, and I see how my like you know nieces and nephews are doing and whatnot. You know. Multi. Do they enjoy Jordan Grace? Uh, they. I mean, you know, they're big TNA fans or Impact. <laughs> you know, they're big Deanna Perazzo fans. Uh, we, we keep it in the uh, family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this. Uh, th- this is the worst uh, couple of guys for me. I got to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I know. Yeah. I. I. You know. I guess. All right, first of all, Nigel explains before the match that he made this match an unsanctioned match, and he made sure it was going to be safe as possible for everybody. Everybody had to get tested, which is like... Really funny. Uh, which is, all right. I mean, I guess we hear that all the time now, right? Um, it's an unsanctioned fight without honor, yes. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of, like, uh, it's a, it's like the, the unvaccinated match or whatever, you know? <laughs> Where it's like the unvaccinated battle royal. What do you think about that? I mean, I like the idea of, I mean, it's shocking that XPW didn't actually never ran a loser gets hepatitis C oh, sure. uh, match, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or like, or IWS or something. There was some promotion a, that was edgy. There was a, there was a, a, some backyard on the, on the backyard wrestling link. Some, some, I don't know if, you know, I don't think it was like one of the major ones. It wasn't like the, you know, the. Cordero pro- or the fucking Dana McCabe companies. Yeah, but- promotion that would, like, Book Some, Yakuza somebody Jay did great. like Yakuza yeah. Jay. Yeah, they wouldn't book a Yakuza Shout Jay out to or, or Steve Shilson or Dave Maynard. It wasn't one of those top territories in the backyard uh, circuit. Uh, oh, but nasty I believe Ross. right. But I believe there was uh, there was some company. It might have been in like in Tennessee or in the Carolinas or something that oh, had, yeah. had like a pit of barbed wire and hepatitis. Was the yeah that was probably just that of you a deep self. It might have been. It might have actually not been. You know what? Actually, it was Spider Boudreaux versus Colt Forty Five. I think what I'm thinking of is actually a pro wrestling match between Spider Boudreaux. Uh, I think what I'm thinking of was filmed by Smart Mark Mike and uh, was Spider Boudreaux. (laughs) Not one for the late Spider Boudreaux. My God! Shouts out. Yeah, he. You know, he didn't actually have hepatitis, and you know those needles in that match weren't actually infected. Um. The saw, the saw death match, right? That's yeah. oh, the needles. They did so many. Yeah, I guess needles. They did a hostile death match, which is even better. Needles at this point are so fucking. We've seen them a million times in death matches, but just that stuff. The pit of needles is so much fun. We used to have so much fun before the stuff was also normal. Um, there's a long video package here showing Steve Carino getting like suspended by Nigel McGuinness. Uh, from a, from being a commentator, and Nigel says, "But you can come back as a wrestler, mate." Oi! What if you came back as a bloody wrestler, mate? And then Carino's <laughs> like, Carino's like, "Well, I need neck surgery." And then there's this whole angle where B.J. Whitmer is out here, and he's got Colby Carino, 
and he says some shit to Colby. And yeah, uh, Colby Carino was the young boy of the illustrious stable, the decade of PJ uh, Whitmer, Roderick Strong, and Jimmy Jacobs. Okay, and then Adam Page. Right. Would be the young boy. As yeah, Adam Page. Is, Adam Page is the one who got gangbanged after Colby uh, had to go back into rehab. Who can say? I mean, I could say it's probably what happened. <laughs> you, you I'm, saying, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. No, it's uh, you know, we all face tough times in our lives. Uh, shouts out to Colby Carino. He seems to be doing very well, and I think he's uh, developed into a very good wrestler. Um. This is the Sinclair Ring of Honor. Um, this is deep in the throes. This is new territory for us. We've just like in WATNA, we've never really talked about whatever this is. <laughs> uh, about, about halfway into the video package, I realized I didn't catch this pay per view, but I saw all of this fucking oh. television. Sure. Just right. oh my god. I was gonna That's ask it. Siobhan if if she had watched this TV stuff because this seems oh, yeah. like a weirdly compelling well, time it, for Ring of, of Honor. Like I feel like I mean I feel I, like I remember I people talking about what I feel like people were like, yeah, Ring of Honor TV is good in this kind of and I was like, no it's not. I was like shut Ring up. Ring of Honor TV is pretty good. Is yeah. it's actually good. Uh it's so you say it now and I still don't really it's really, really starting to <laughs> slow back down. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like I mean, that's when they had that uh, deal on the same uh, Weirdo Discovery Channel uh, sub entity that was showing uh, fucking uh, Impact and the GFW Invasion feud. That was great. Oh, who could forget? Who could forget? Oh, what a time! This is also right when NXT starts really heating up and signing all the guys. So the the talent pool for Ring of Honor shrinks not a ton, but a lot of the best guys are all of a sudden have a place to go. I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, a lot of them or 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 they go to they go to Japan, you know, they get they have limited contracts and they, they end up working in New Japan or, where, you know, wherever else. Uh, DDT people start. People were straight up just leaving so they yeah. could go work and Gabe's evolve. Yeah. And yeah. And Ring of Honor's boring. I mean, you know, the contract might be OK, but it, like lo- you're locked into some things like the, the stories of Ring of Honor contracts over the last like 10 years. I, I you I've heard Hero talk about like how he didn't want to commit to certain things just because. It's not the money is fine, but it's like you could do just as well doing indie dates, but it would be more work for you to make those dates. But also you wouldn't be stuck in this fucking hellhole of weekly TV and fucking tapings. And, you know, Ring of Honor is a hellhole place to work and seems like it has been for since Sinclair took over, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also the TV is also uh, I mean, the, the promo Steve Carino cuts. We talked about taking out the trash. It's so bad. Oh, it's a horrendous promo, and it's made all the worse by how, like, old the spectacle Carino looks like if Kevin Smith was a junior high principal. Yeah. <laughs> just I, just, I just love when they cut to him in the Mr. Wrestling Free Mask, a commentary, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, what is that? What is going on there? I don't know anything about this. Oh, it was just... Mask commentator. Yeah, you know? it was after so, so we didn't know Steve Carino. It was after any challenges. cutting a promo on him. He's standing there. He's cutting a promo on him. It's one of the worst fucking. It's one of the worst fucking angles they ran. It's That's so stupid. stupid. It's, it's so. A, stupid. It, I could tell how stupid it was just from like a couple of clips, and I was like, oh, yep. woof. Exactly. And I, woof. I, I, saw, I saw this shit the week. 
So there's all these also, there's these, in this video package, there's these ridiculous shots, these close-ups of, like, Carino in this weirdly lit room, like a dark room with a spotlight shining on his face. Like, it it looks like, um, uh, Rubber Johnny, is that what it's called? You know Rubber Johnny? Yeah, the Chris Cunningham short. Chris Cunningham, yes, thank you. The shots are kind of like a rubber, because his face is so fucked up, so it kind of reminded me of Rubber Johnny. That's what I'm saying. So uh, if, you, if you've seen the Rubber Johnny video, it's pretty disturbing. There's a lot of crazy cool stuff happening in it. And this uh, promo, this uh, sort of the close-ups of Steve Carino's face. I just want to say Steve Carino's face kind of reminds me of that fucked up video. It's kind of... Um, and But yeah, it was a good video. Good good hype package. You see um, fucking uh, Beej. Uh, <laughs> Beej is going around uh, stalking fucking Carino's like hot young wife and his little baby kid and he's like holding his baby and being all fucking creepy and what is he oh he's like filming him through the window while they're sleeping like I dig that shit you know it's really funny it was so I like great. it I, yeah well this is this is a and this this match I, look I, this match has its problems but it's pretty good overall um I think this is like a good way to pay off like a a, a thing like this and I don't know if it went I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, this doesn't pay off anything, but this is an interesting next step. I wonder, uh, if this went anywhere. Uh, for example, the, uh, the, the, uh, Dallas Page, uh, Undertaker feud didn't really ever pay off <laughs> at all and only served to hurt DDP. Um, and I'm going to guess that this whole thing probably never actually hurt or helped anyone in the long run either because this the way this ends is insane. Um, uh, we will get to it. Um, the announcer says that they signed waivers. Let's say they're not going to sue Sinclair, I guess, if something bad happens. Um, uh, the, the little uh, MLJ-looking guy uh, that uh, yeah. Nigel sends out because he, he refuses to commentate the match. Yeah, He's kind of halfway fun. between Emil and Naylor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ian Riccoboni. He's uh, not a bad announcer, actually. Is that Ian Riccoboni? Yeah. Oh, I've seen him on Twitter. I've yeah. listened, I listen to him on... He's been on uh, on Bix and Zellner's uh, seven-hour podcast that they like to do. He's that totally little thing. a solid uh, <laughs> I think that show's called... I think the show's called People Forget Bix. People Forget Bix. Pretty sure the show is People Forget Bix. Pretty sure the show is called Old Balls. Kevin Kelly... Is the worst announcer of all time. Just in general, I think he's the worst play-by-play play, long-term play-by-play play commentator of all time. He is possibly the worst he's he ever is. been. No, yeah, no, you might be right. I don't know, Sally. Who's I, wor- I would, I would definitely say that he's in top contention because, like, I remember Kevin Kelly in the WWF being like dull but kind of adequate. And then when I started watching Ring of Honor television, I was like, ah, oh dear, this isn't good. And then, and you know what though? It was, Japan. It was 15 like, years oh, later. Oh no. His new Japan commentary is fucking cringeworthy. Oh, it's so bad. It's well, so he gets bad. the spotlight. Like, he finally gets the chance to be the guy, like the voice of the company, sort of. <laughs> So shittily. He does it so shittily. He, he takes the bull by the horns and he starts sucking on the horns. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> real trash effort. Um, yeah, he but, sucks. But He's a fucking loser. broken down 
uh, early middle aged guys bleeding, and that's cool. They're all they're wearing all white. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Carino has a hilarious look. Oh, it's um, so good. He he's got like back. a. He's like wearing like a, he's like got like a white button down like from structure in the mall, right? And then <laughs> yeah, he's then he's he really fat, he's still he's too fat, right? To wear to, to just be he hadn't been wearing uh, but like just trunks in ten years at least. Yeah, I don't I don't know. He's also wearing white pants, which is like it's a little on the nose. He got the white pants at like the. Yeah, that's like from the the structure in the other mall, right? Like he went, like he went to the outlet mall and went to the other structure. It's like he's really he's a pair of sandals away from looking like a Miami Coke dealer. Yes. No, it's a good look. It is a good look. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm just saying it's it. You know, I know where he bought the stuff. Is what it's it lacks subtlety. (laughs) Yeah, he's got like the black war paint, you know, which he bought at Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, the freshly yellowed hair and. I say yellowed. <laughs> yellowed as a word. It's definitely not. I mean, it's. I, I assume it was bleached, but this appears to have been bleached and then dyed a specific shade of, uh, uh, sort of like post-it note yellow. <laughs> <laughs> My man looks like he's got a fucking post-it note pad on his fucking head. All right, I'm just saying. Looks like shit, bro. You look like shit. Um. You looked like Rubber Johnny before. Now you look like a fucking eraser. Like, I don't know. Um, looks like shit. Um, yeah. Whitmer. I gotta be honest. I don't know. We never talked about Whitmer. No, we have not. We talked about, uh, the, the Michigan governor. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, those death threats. We were part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are FBI after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, you know, we were covert triple agents. Um, the uh, the thing about BJ Whitmer is that I don't like him very much, and I don't think he's that good. Um, because he's fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't like not good, and also like a boring not good. I I I think people are kind of indifferent towards Whitmer overall. Um. Siobhan, you're a fan, right? Somewhat. Not, he, not a huge. No. Yeah. I, uh, I like I, him I, in I, IWA. I, I really like him when he had hair and like Jim Fannin was his manager. Like I like that stuff, but I haven't seen all of that. But I like him in IWA. In the, he's like, I mean, the Jimmy Jacobs feud is classic, of course. Of course but... Him and like him and teaming with Dan Moff and Ring of Honor. Like there's good stretches of him that I like, but for the most part, he is just one of those ultra intense, boring guys to me. Well, his his great attribute is that he had no qualms ever believing, which are originally, which well, he, is kind of how you end up. He had as long as in Ring of Honor as uh, as long as he did because Ring of Honor needed guys who would bleed because Ring of Honor roster full of nerds. Right. Well, so that's the difference between BJ Whitmer and like a, a a very similar contemporary like Davy Richards, right? A similar wrestler. Yeah. Similar size, similar vibe. Oh, Davey, oh Davey's definitely like at least six inches shorter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair, but similar vibe. They would have worked 50-50 if they wrestled, all right? And I'm sure they Probably, have. Probably, yeah. Um, the thing about Davy Richards, the thing about Bobby Fish or, you know, any of these intense guys, right? BJ Whitmer uh, wrestled in Indiana and fucking 
<laughs> Michigan and Ohio, and just the shitty places that just like teach you how to bleed. And that's the yeah. difference between. That's why BJ Whitmer is like a cut above a lot of those work rate guys for me, um, is because he uh, hung out with Ian Rotten a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. learned the value of his forehead and how much flesh is available up there for him to do a little, do a little on, you know, whenever, you know, even as late as 2016, this motherfucker's old as shit by now. How old is BJ Whitmer in, in 2016? He's got to be like 38, you know? He was about 38, yeah. I'm look it up. Um, and this match is I'm going to be honest, uh, Carino is on some fucking nerd shit in this one. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, he is, uh, born in 78, so he, he was 38 years old. Boom. Ding, ding, ding. And a little, uh, fucking Pat Zajac, you know, sound hey. thing going on there for when I nailed the age of BJ Whitmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, 38 years old. Um. He is the sort of mega heel coming into this, and but an active wrestler, which is the thing here. And Steve Carino is the returning guy who they are like, Steve Carino hasn't wrestled in, you know, however many years. Who cares? Just, has Steve Carino ever wrestled? Who could even say? Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. So you think about like, oh, yeah, the Steve Carino. You remember when Steve Carino wrestled uh, Hashimoto and, and it was like a big tag? And you're like, no, not really. I mean, yeah, it says it, it says that that happened on Cage Match, but I couldn't tell you if that, if I, you know, I could have, I could have watched that, wouldn't be able to tell you if I saw it. <laughs> Which is kind of the deal with Carino, unless he's bleeding a lot and Tajiri's sliding, for me personally, unless Tajiri's sliding chairs into his face at a high velocity, I don't really consider Steve Carino to be a person. Oh, he, that match is absolutely the peak of his career. Well, but yeah, we covered on the this show. Homicide, though. Yeah, Don't okay. Well, match. yeah, that's a great match. All right, we'll get there. We're gonna do. We'll do that. That's that's on. Much the- like BJ Whitmer, Steve Carino's whole thing is aided by the fact that he bleeds. I feel like people could really like learn a lesson here. Now, granted, Davey Richards is back and getting booked as fucking well as ever, absurdly. And then it will, which I I cannot understand. People fucking like piss themselves to get Davy back, but I mean he's probably gonna work Barnett. He's probably he already has probably worked Minerva's. I could see that selling though. You know, I mean I don't know. Again, yeah, for for whatever reason, Davy's name carries weight. Um, is BJ working? He's such a great jock wrestler. Is BJ uh, still around? He's working for AEW. He's been working for AEW. Oh, oh really? I didn't know that. Well, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this match, I guess. Um, it's, it's, this is, uh, this is, a, this is your Carino brawl. Like, you, you, you know exact, that's kind of the, that's kind of my problem with the Carino brawl, is I know exactly what he's gonna do. He is such a predictable fucking Crockett mark, you know? I know the exact kind of match that he wants to have, um, and he does it. Anytime he gets the chance to, he does exactly it. Uh, the first couple of minutes of this do nothing for me. It's like a lame WWE garbage brawl. Um, uh, but then it, this match opens up where, uh, what? Carino's going, he's about to go for a chair shot. He's raising the chair up over his head. BJ begs for mercy. Carino relents or hesitates. Um, Beej flips him the double bird. 
And Carino, <laughs> Carino slaps him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. He just, he looked just like him, except for, you know, six inches shorter and with no charisma. Um, and sober, which is, you know, <laughs> the worst stone cold ever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Carino slaps him, uh, which is like, oh, okay. And then they do this thing, um, which I guess, Siobhan, you saw, you saw these punches, right? You got, yeah. you, you knew what was happening. You understood this. He's punching him to get like the, the hard it's, way. It's the hard way. It's yeah. The hard like way. on the, on, uh, you know, the top of the brow. Yeah. I got it. Like for, he, he, he catches him like on the crown at the hairline once. And then like the, you try to, you, you got, you try bo- both spots are possible. You know, those are both yeah. the spots that you hit to hard way somebody. If you don't want, if you don't have a blade. Um, back in the seventies, Josh LaDuke and fucking Bill Watts used to do it like this, you know, um, it's cool that they did this. Um, the fact that Carino goes down and immediately, uh, just blades cause he didn't get, <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't work. Um, okay. I think it's cool that they try this. Um, I think this is the most. Steve Carino ass fucking bullshit where he BJ Whitmer does these ex, like their shoot punches. BJ Whitmer punches him in the head like four times. Legit yeah. punches, calculated punches, calculated show business punches to try to purposefully bust him open. And they show it and it's supposed to be it's fucking this is fake. This is the fakest shit I've ever seen cuz it's a you know it's a, a real punch. This is the most kayfabe exposing shit. Um well, I and mean, it's and it's also Carino being a fucking mark for the old for reading Foley's book about how Vader busted me open hard way and I he wanted to do that. He's a fucking mark. He fucking sucks. Steve Carino fucking sucks and this sucks. Even though he took real punches to the brow, which I do respect, it's so blatant. It's so clearly just a fucking nerd wanting to be a part of the old days. You know, should have fucking showed up for the booking with fucking Dusty. Maybe he would have busted you hard with a fucking proper way and you wouldn't have to deal with BJ Whitmer's gay ass trying to fucking do it. Sorry. You're, you're feeling <laughs> some emotions. Because now you're over, now you're, you're talking, you're, you're, we're, now we're not going to get to how funny the doctor is. No, we're there. Let's do it. <laughs> That's when he blades. That's when he blades. He blades while the doctor, it's so fucking lame. It's, listen. There had to be a 17-minute Bobby Fish match after this. It didn't get the time it probably could have used. Maybe Bobby but you Fish might also got say, should way. these guys get a 20-minute match? I mean... I think this match is pretty good after this. I'm just going to say. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. from here, the match is pretty good. I just think this is fucking the lamest shit. Where It's Carino just like... Wanting to be like Ronnie Garvin. I want to be like Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> fucking yeah, but- fuck off, you loser. Just cut yourself. Like, and they show like a fucking close-up replay, slow motion of the fucking clearly calculated BJ going for the eyebrow. And anybody who's ever watched a fucking shoot interview... Ugh. Fucking lame. Steve Carino fucking sucks. You for- but you forget... Forget Bix. People, I mean, do you remember forget. the uh, Dustin Cody match? I could rewatch that. No, I don't. You, yeah. me- you remember the that got hard all way? over this card? 
This is best of the world, Ring of Honor, best of the world, 2016. This is the Bullet Club audience, okay? No. Okay, yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, the context for this, I don't know. But sure, you say it like that, of course. No, you, yeah. Like you got to rip yourself open, no matter what. For them to be like, oh, oh, no. No, I respect oh, oh. the I respect the blood that does flow. I think Karina's a great bleeder. I just I I, I this felt like uh, the worst part in my mind was Kevin Kelly. Selling, so, so like, he's punching him in the eye. Yeah, he's punching him in the eye. Yeah, terrible. All right, so, uh, Sally, did you see? Did you you got what they were going for, right? Like Carino, you I, I, everybody knows about the fucking eyebrow thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's from Foley's book or what? Like everybody knows about it. Just it just sucks. I don't know. I, I it took me out. So quickly, and the match gets good after this. Again, I would love to talk about the rest of this match because it does get good. Talk about infinite references to other wrestling taking me out of this shit. How fucking insufferable was it when the two dipshits on commentary have to point out that they're doing the Tillman ankle injury spot? Yeah, yeah. that's Kevin the Kelly, like a fucking dipshit goes. Oh well, I was there the first time that happened. No. <sighs> Off, yeah. Well, he, well, so yeah. He, what he's saying is that he did backstage interviews on Shotgun Saturday Night tapings <laughs> that day. Fucking loser. Um, yeah. That that whole that's sort of that's sort of the end of the bad part of the match. I think. Um, Doctor Zachariah. Yeah. Who's this guy? I have no clue. He's just the, he their cool. doctor. He kind of looks like. He has... uh, I don't know. He kind of looked like, uh, you know, Mike Airman Trout from, uh, no, he's like fatter than that. From I was going to say somewhere, but he, he's like if Jerry Garcia was Trump's doctor, somewhere between those two guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I, like perfect. And he's also, you know, he's also overly conspicuous in his wearing of white because he doesn't pull it off like the, like the CMLL doctor who looks like a fucking beast, who looks like the best in, in his lab coat. He just looks like a dick. Well, no. Listen. I'm wearing these pop goggle glasses. Blah, blah, blah. El Doctor uh, at the fucking Arena Mexico is a di- Like, that's a different kind of guy. That guy's got the. He's got like a. You know. You know, at the casino when when they would have or like the, the the drive-in, the Sonic drive-in, um, the, the 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 girl, the gal would be on the roller skates and she'd have the the quarters the and the hop, nickels yes. and the dimes on her little belt. Yeah. Well, the doctor in Arena Mexico has fucking oxys and fucking you know Valium and he's got like somas and he could just he just pops them he's out of the thing. Too, just, he's got a gun. Well, he has to because the grandmas in the front row are going to try to take the somas. They don't want the fucking Valiums. They want the somas. This and it's just like the grandmas love somas. I don't know what the deal is. But you know what? You know what's cool. Taking somas. Taking somas is pretty cool. Uh, you know what's cool? It, that's right. It's it's the beer bottle spot. All right. So this is yeah. So this this heats up here. Um. There, there's a all right. So there's a table. Uh. There's a blown table spot where Carino barely gets over on a fucking exploder. Touches the table, <laughs> kind of yeah. gently slides down it. Um. And then Whitmer tries again, really fucks it up again. You know. 
just a stroke of luck that the table ends up setting itself up for him, basically, um, for this spot that they planned and had to try twice. And it should have taken him 15 seconds, and it took him about a minute and a half. Uh, just for, what's that, Carino... Kicks it one. <laughs> Hell yeah. So fucking whips. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I, I was, so that's the thing is they, they, they move into this fucking fifth gear sort of situation so fast out of here. And then the match stays good for the, yeah. mo- for the most part. But the, the jump from, I hate this to, oh, okay. And then, oh yeah, like was just too fast. Um, and this match ends up somehow being pretty good. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Carino, an incredible lariat, you know. There's a, there's a big big piece of the fucking uh, table gets smashed over his head. He's bleeding really good. And then, yeah, he gets the beer bottle. And uh, the beer bottle spot is great. I think it looked like a le- uh, legit beer bottle. Sally? Yeah. Le- Sally, legit beer bottle or gimmick? What do you think? I think it looks legit. Usually a gimmick beer bottle doesn't break quite that dramatically. The pop... It's- uh, on that fucking replay, it looks beautiful. It's got that sound. There's like a specific, I don't know. There's, just, I, I, I haven't seen enough great beer bottle smashes to really pin down what the sound <laughs> is. Sugar glass beer bottles pretty much never actually make much of a sound. Yeah, I get it's it's a it's a low pop. Yeah, it's it's blunt. It's more blunt than you would expect. Yeah, it's. And then, and then there's the, the, the glass that shatters is very different from the glass that shatters from a pane or a, or a light bulb, obviously. It's thicker, it's heavier, it doesn't make the same ring-a-ding-dingling, you know, sort of, you know, it's not as festive. Um, it just sounds like shit. It sounds like trash hitting the fucking street. Um, yeah, seemed like a real one. Um, it, as he's doing it, what does he say? Kevin Kelly, uh, he yells, no. God, no, my God, no, take it away from him. No, no, take it away from him. <laughs> In just the fucking gayest, most exaggerated way possible. Um, just the, I, I, I don't know if, if Kevin Kelly's like doing a bit, it, it, maybe he's nailing it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Kevin Kelly is. Well, what's the bit being fucking like cable access Michael Cole? Well, what I said was that uh, he's that later on he's playing like a Charles Grodin character. (laughs) I I said at the end of the match, his his like aghast, like I can't believe this. This is outrageous. We shouldn't be. This is. You have no idea how upset this makes me. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna tell the manager and he's gonna have a piece of my. You know, like. Charles Grodin specifically in Heartbreak Kid or Beethoven, any number of classic, <laughs> you know, that's the time Charles Grodin was on Letterman in 1986, May, the May 26th episode of 1986 of Letterman, of course, everybody remembers this. It's kind of that deal. He's got that kind of vibe to him, but I don't think he's doing that on purpose. I don't think oh, God, Kevin no. Kelly is doing Grodin. <laughs> I think I'm projecting Grodin onto Kevin Kelly because it's the only way to make myself feel better when I have to watch this fucking guy. Um, he sucks. He's fucking terrible. Uh, I, well, there was something we watched recently where I watched a little bit uh, beyond what we were doing for the podcast, and it had uh, Kevin Kelly uh, on commentary with... Uh, uh, who was it? Michael Cole, I think. And Michael Cole was bullying Kevin Kelly. 
Hell and yeah. it's like 1999. <laughs> so to get a sense of the hierarchy there, imagine <laughs> being bullied by Michael Cole in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tiny little man. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kelly, you suck. Uh, Carino is, uh, he, he's, what's he doing here? He's, he's got, being uh, crazy. He's got, he pulls up things. He pulls up a pair of scissors from, uh, doctor's bag and discards it. He, finds he just throws the scissors alcohol. down. What the it? fuck is that? Why did he throw the scissors away? I was going to lose. When he pulled the scissors out, I was like, oh, shit. Also, there's a moment where they're um, they're showing a replay of him busting the beer bottle over him. And uh, during the replay, the commentators start responding to another thing. And it's fucking Carino stabbing Whitmer with the beer bottle. And they just completely miss it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, pair of scissors throws him away. I was going to lose it. The bottle of rubbing alcohol pours it on his head. Which... I never know. Why? Just fake that, right? Yeah. There's no reason to do that. For real. No. Right? I mean... (laughs) You don't need to... Like, you could... That's the easiest spot to fake in the world. Just, you know, maybe you put a little bit of alcohol in there so, like, the smell absorbs some... You know, do something so the crowd can kind of smell it. But, like... Just pour water. Uh, it's a weird. Uh, the rubbing alcohol is always a weird spot to me. Um, just fake it, in my opinion. Um, and then also, it's going to fucking wash your juice off. Right? Well, that's why you got to produce. That's why you should brought the scissors, too. Right. You got to make. You got to. You got to. You make... pour for one hand and you stab with the other. Right. You got to spend money to make money. Absolutely. Right. That's why they call it money. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Carino. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they, so, all right, there's the fucking alcohol spot, which again, these are like pretty heinous sort of spots. Like Carino's not like a deathmatch guy. This is ring of honor. I mean, doing, if he would have done the scissors, I would have lost my mind. He should have done the scissors. That would have been great. Um, there's a, there's a, a sock and a, he pours a bunch of coins in it. Like he takes his shoe off and, I don't takes, know. and he has a sock under it, which is the best part. And he pours, and then but BJ Whitmer responds with a roll the quarters and a fist of his own. Yeah. And it looks fucking great when the quarters explode. It's so dumb, but it kicks ass. No, it's cool. And, and it ironically rules. They say like they mentioned on commentary. It seems like it's a callback to a previous angle. Which Sally, yeah. you were you were watching Sally. Do you remember the roll of quarters? <laughs> Who could forget? I can't say that I do. Yeah, you you were way into that roll of quarters. I remember you were. Post- I remember when <laughs> you posted I about that. Do I remember it? No. Do they show it in the preview? Yes. I think if we search uh, one of Sally's really old deactivated accounts that was banned years ago and search find a half dozen tweets about those fucking quarters no doubt yeah you gotta search the the username plus and then in quotes roll of quarters roll of <laughs> i don't know how you, yeah and and we would find it uh if the you know if they hadn't taken her down all those years ago uh yeah, yeah coins are cool the roll of quarters i don't know uh you know in full metal jacket when they put the the fucking uh bars of soap in the socks yeah I think about that scene a lot. Anyways, uh, they do a hockey fight, 
uh, which sucks because they're uh, somehow they're both bad punchers all of a sudden. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, I think both of them are good punchers. I think but so I think too. That fight was that, the hockey fight spot was solid. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't think it was. I thought it was. I thought it was maybe passable at best. I mean, uh, the thing for about t- hockey fight spots is it doesn't matter if you're a good puncher or not because like unless you're aiming to like really work stiff with the guy. You gotta take the shit out of those strikes. You just gotta so. commit. You just gotta commit. And you both gotta commit or else it's, it, it ain't gonna work. And and I didn't no, think either guy committed. Not, as... not everyone, not everyone is Don Fry. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. There's only, there's only one necro butcher. Um, yeah. Uh, Carino hits one of the best. There's only one Don Fry and David Starr, wasn't it? Yeah. Despite what that mustache is trying to tell you. Is he back? Is he gonna come back? Fucking I hope probably. Not. I, I hope, hope not. not. I was but a I'm... fan for the longest time, but I know. I mean, I know I'm not allowed to be anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. Israel, the top star of Israel, David Starr. You can do better than that. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be giving Palestinians brain busters onto his knee. <laughs> Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So the he uh, actually would be awesome in in a Saudi Arabian promotion. Sure. It's just a promotion, and he's he's the ace, and he's like Davy. I don't know. He's fucking David Muhammad. He just he just <laughs> Dave, Davy Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. He has no principles. Yeah. The Muslim <laughs> products. That's what. Yeah. Um. All right. What Carino hits the best ever package pile driver I've ever seen. <laughs> Basically, uh, which is worth saying. I just want to say it's really um, good, actually. Yeah, a great uh, trapper keeper bomb. Shouts out if you know, you know. Um, the lights go out, and they're out for a while. And I was wondering if my, uh, if I like my file glitched or something. Um, but then the lights come back on, and oh, it's Kevin Sullivan. Kevin <laughs> Sullivan, yeah, it's Sully. He's got a weird, Solid gross. Bastion. He's got like a gross satin robe on. Oh yeah, he was wearing that like robe for like several years after this. That... He would just show up in like fucking uh, pro wrestling ultra or something or whatever the fuck that Southern California commercial <laughs> PCW ultra, and he would just like be wearing that robe, managing like that's insane. Again, this is a, he, that robe. He also. He also looks like first name Mister, last name Glass. Like he has, like he had, he look, he looks like Mark Henry almost in that fucking robe, um, or Big Vic. He's like someone who's strength. He looks like that, the like the old Ohio- uh, uh, Idaho man who turned blue after he drank a lot of colloidal silver. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows that guy. I don't know what you're talking about, but absolutely, he definitely looks like him. Uh, yeah, this uh, he step. I don't know. He's got the spike. Oh, he's got. Also, he has an axe like bleached into his goatee. Is that right? There's like a. Is it shaved into his goatee? Sally, bleached or shaved? Is it? I think it's it's bleached in. That seems like a. I can't imagine doing that to myself. Uh, It's it's a bizarre choice. That's a tough thing. Uh, But also, you know, hey. (laughs) I'm not striking. uh, You're not. You're Very not striking. Sullivan. No, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I, I'm glad, you know, because I would never have, led I, the varsity club. I would have gone through such great loss had I been him. Um, <laughs> it's very sad what happened. Uh, he has the golden spike. Um, is that right? The golden spike. Yeah. It's the like golden it's, spike. The sense of man. It's magical. 
No. Right? Give it to Meng. Right. But it, it dates back to like the 70s, right? Or like the 17s. It's, it's, you ever see The Keep? Michael Mann's The Keep. Oh, you bet your ass. I yeah, and I knew. That's what I brought you on to talk about The Keep. Um, this is, this, this spike is from The Keep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Jurgen Prochno in that? This is like Jurgen Prochno gave him the spike, and Kevin Sullivan took it, and then he was in Florida with it, and Mark Lewin was there, and Luna, <laughs> and all this crazy shit happened, and then he married a woman, and then she died tragically, and now here we are, and Kevin Sullivan still has from Michael Mann's The Keep this Nazi spike, and what does he do but stab Steve Carino with it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that's uh, what there's an exploder and that's the ending. Anyways, I bet, I just want to say Kevin Sullivan coming in big twist ending, uh, with the, the Nazi spike from the keep, of course. Um, which Kevin, Co- Kevin Kelly was talking about on commentary. He was like, that's the spike from the keep. <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying that. Um, I bet they paid the storyline off really well. Right, Siobhan? Um, that, well, uh, fucking Punishment Martinez comes in, and he's, like, sure. a protege with B.J. Whitmer. And then there's a B.J. Whitmer and Punishment Martinez match against Bull James, and Karina was Mr. Wrestling Free Ooh, in, like, five Bull months. Bull James. Oh, my God. Bull James. Now, there's someone I haven't thought about For in real. many years. For real. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor guy. It's crazy that... Baron Corbin is where he is now, but Bull James is, <laughs> I guess, lying dead in a ditch, probably somewhere. I breathe, baby. Shouts out to Bull. Um, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Wait, no, Kevin Sullivan though. He stuck around, right? And then he was. Oh yeah, they had a big bluff match, and then everybody was more over after this feud was over, and then they all made a lot of money. And then also, right, fuck, I forgot about this. Kevin Sullivan is now number one contender for the, like, the RH, ROH pure, pure rules title, right? Yeah. Is it Kevin Sullivan versus Tony Deppin coming up, right? Isn't that, so it paid off in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, from... Kevin Sullivan's wearing shorts, right? That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the best part of the book because <laughs> the robe with, like, I don't know, even a skirt, if not pants would have been fine, but that he's got the robe and like old man on vacation shorts, you know, just makes him look like he's half dressed for a Halloween party. Yeah. 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 That's how he's going to wrestle Tony down like that. I don't care if you're on air conditioning. I'm from fucking Boston and it's North Carolina in June. I ain't wearing, nah, I'm wearing shorts. Ex- You're paying me enough. Explaining the, shorts. explaining the pure rules to <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> so it's like a Prince of Darkness match, basically, is what you're telling me. <laughs> it's like that, but it's a little different. Look, me and, look, we, we pioneered this years ago. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, alright, so you know what I love to do, Siobhan? What do you love to do, Bucky? I love to go on IndieWrestling.tv, formerly Powerbomb.tv, if you're not familiar, uh, if you didn't know. Um, I love to go on IWTV and uh, just tune into one of their flagship promotions, Game Changer Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) It's June 5th, 2016. It is John Zandig's Tournament of Survival, and we have John Zandig versus Joey Janela. We're... uh, I love to see Game Changer World. What a beautiful building. Fucking hell. 
what's that? What what is that place doing now? What are they doing with that building? I think it is torn down. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I am not certain on that. I think it is straight up torn down, or like they straight they they, they did legitimately like sell it for like to finance the promotion or something. I don't know. Yeah, the path that GCW has taken since this is it's pretty interesting. I mean, I mean, obviously there's a lot of ins and outs. Obviously they're now owned by. IWTV, which is why we can watch them on that on that website. <laughs> it's not going to get any less funny. Like we've we all right. It's been quite a we we haven't had a lot of news about the the potential lawsuit between IWTV and GCW. Um, it seems like the the information has stopped coming out. Um, you know, hopefully everybody's doing well and maybe they settled already and everything's going to be okay. Um, I would hate for Brett Lauder to lose his house, for instance. No, we've talked about that. it. On, we've talked about it on this show. Uh, that wouldn't be good. We wouldn't like that. But Tony Khan is going to buy the promotion, and you know Tony Khan. You know, hey, Tony. You know he 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 owns a lot of houses, so you know. I mean, <laughs> there's room. There's room for. I, I think that's that's the that's the. The wonderful thing, the wonderful I've idea had, is that oh, GCW. I've got one for you. He he buys it and he puts Brett in charge of Fulham or whatever soccer team it, it owns. Yeah. And then, you know go. what it's called? It's called Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, yeah. So then, and then that that's all folded into. And then we have a, a multimedia empire, which is uh, the just the finest program. You got Rose to the Top, Ted Lasso. Animal Kingdom, and then just like Rogue One and Solo all the time, you know. And <laughs> that's the new that's the new face of Turner, you know. Um, I, Brett I, Lauderdale for an Emmy as Brett Lauderdale, <laughs> aka Ted Lasso, executive he's producer Jason Sudeikis, and he's stolen his body, and he's wearing the skin over his normal skin. But everybody's still inspirational to all the players. Well, people don't realize no, Jason Sudeikis. They don't want to say anything because they've all grown as people. So they want to say, hey, Ted, you're wearing – you're not really Ted, <laughs> Ted are yeah. you? You're, in fact, wearing a skin suit of the former Ted. <laughs> you guys got right. me. you got to stop – you're leaking the, this is the scripts for season three. got to stop, like, going too deep on – Revealing that we're we, that you and I have actually been the showrunners of Ted Lasso this whole time. Oh yeah, that's why I get and so pissed off when people talk about right. And and also uh, the I'm idea pro- we've we've hit you know we have a team of 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 very skilled directors who are able to hide the fact that Jason Sudeikis is actually the same height as Brett Lauderdale. <laughs> and up to this point, we've been able to hide that fact. But now the cat's out of the fucking bag, and the show's going to get canceled. And look, we'll have a bunch of Emmys, but we're not going to have a fucking show anymore. So, congrats, you know? I feel like David Milch again. Um, Joey Janela versus John Zandig. I don't remember this match being actually good. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because... Because the, the the big spot is all you remember, but this match fucking rules. Um, oh, no. So fucking sick. It's got tons of great spots. It's it flows like a fucking dream. It starts with Hornswoggle in there. <laughs> uh, and, I just 
Yeah, I should. I didn't need to include this, but I felt like it should be included. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's too bad that he doesn't get like fucking destroyed. Um, but it is funny. <laughs> uh, for, uh, also, Brett Lauderdale is here to referee, which he is the owner, or at least co-owner of the company at this point, right? Yeah. What is he doing here? Why is he refing? Is it because Zandig's here? For almost certainly. He was, I mean, Zandig was living on his couch for at least a period of time. I'm sure Zandig is right. like, boy, this is the only guy I forgot trust. that piece of lore. I forgot that bit of the, uh, of, of, of the, of the game changer lore that, um, Zandig was the, was Brett's children's unofficial uncle and that he lived on their couch and that they would like to make the couch more like a bed. Brett would always like, put a sheet on it and tuck it in the cushions <laughs> and that would make Zandig feel like more like he was like on a real bed, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all know about this. <laughs> Brett, you're like the son he never had. Well, except the one who yeah. doesn't have legs anymore because he got hit by the train. Yeah. You also remind me of my dad. So thank you for being here. Brett. Uh, yeah. Zandig is, uh, really something here. The bald, <laughs> the bald head ever since, he shaved the head. It really, the game changed for Dig. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, Swaggle is not afraid. Um, he's literally standing in a ring with Zandig and four corners of pain. Um, he says, uh, wait, is this Zandig? I thought this was just some old bald bastard. Look, my grandma looks better than you. Um, which is, you know, not, not the highest quality insults, but still, like, Pretty good. Hornswoggle's been on TV. He knows... Well, they didn't let him talk on TV, but he learned how to talk while being on TV as a mute, uh, handicapped, uh, disabled, deformed, uh, ethnic stereotype. Sometimes Is that the character? Well, that was the character, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool character that he gets to play. Um, Zandig says, this ain't New York, which is... Uh, That's a shoe, brother. I guess... <laughs> <laughs> weird weird thing to say in 2016 uh to uh horn <laughs> and he grabs him and he tries he press slams him right this yeah a, a gorilla press slam over the top into the security staff or he tries to press slam him um this Hornswoggle. I don't know if people know this, but Hornswoggle. I said his name, but I didn't mention the fact that Hornswoggle is not a full. Is he's like he's a little person. <laughs> he's not a full size man. So the fact that Zandig has trouble press slamming him, and I'm and I'm Joey Janela, and I'm watching <laughs> this, and I know that Zandig's gonna do this to me, except we're gonna be on a roof. <laughs> in like 10 minutes we're doing this and I'm watching him and he's not even blown up yet Zandig's full strength he just downed two straight monster energies did a bump off his key he is ready to fucking rock and he cannot press slam Hornswoggle and I'm Joey Janela and I'm freaking the fuck out <laughs> oh, absolute bone deep terror it's insane it's insane and he barely gets swoggle up and over the top rope it looked like schlack it sucked <laughs> um and then somehow and then somehow joey Jello comes out and they have uh a fucking miracle match that is just full of the best possible zandig bullshit the best joey bullshit um, Zandig does like leapfrogs and he goes headfirst into glass. Nobody goes headfirst into glass. Like 
the oh, like, the so, original crop of fat CCW guys like Lobo, Zandignate, <laughs> Hatred. Like that yeah. last stomp is a fucking thing of beauty because the camera is perfectly in position to catch as Zandig shoots through that fucking thing like a bullet. And as soon as he lifts his face off the mat, you see a huge fucking thick blob of blood just blurt out of his fucking forehead. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good... I feel like that camera angle for the panes of glass specifically in that building, in that Game Changer world in Howl, I feel like they always... I feel like there's so many good, iconic, like, uh, big slow-mo shots that we got out of... Yeah. Out of... For, for whatever reason, you know whoever was there filming those, whoever the, whoever the guy was, um, really had his angles in that building. I feel like that building is so iconic for, for its, for so many big matches, but it's just, it's so, it, it looks so good. And you know, they only ran there, what, three years or whatever. Yeah. Um, before they lost that building and then they moved on to other things. But you know, the, the Tremont, uh, gauge series obviously is there. Um, there's there's iconic matches for at least for uh, for us for people who for whom this is this is important stuff in the the canon of of wrestling um which i think is a lot of people but you know maybe not the majority of people but a lot of people to a lot of people game changer world in howell new jersey is an important venue um and i think this match also has probably the most iconic thing that ever happened there so um we'll get to that Penelope Ford. Um, I don't remember her being here as far back as 2016. You know? Sure. Yeah. No, uh, it's, I it's, understand what you're saying. It's crazy. It's crazy. She um, she 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 has these tiny little pleather shorts, and she's got glasses, which, you know, my own. She's still a B cup at this point. But you know, she's got the glasses. She's got she the Chuck Taylor. She's, she's got the Chuck. It's a great look. It's yeah, a great look. yeah. I mean, look, that's that's a B cup kind of look. You know, <laughs> it's different from how she is now. She looks incredible here. Um, she's uh, she she does a, uh, I guess it's a back handspring. Yeah. Okay. Zandig pulls her in the ring and spanks her. First of all, I got this out of order. Uh, uh, MLJ or the other guy says Zandig looks like he's done that before. I actually don't think Zandig looked like he he knew how to spank a woman. He he <laughs> did not look like he was very comfortable doing it. Um, Hilarious. Seemed yeah. like more it was like Joey's idea probably. Um, he spanks her and uh, the crowd chants the the crowd chants show her tits, as if saying to Zandig. To, sh- to pull her uh, her shirt off or down uh, and show her tits, which is a very strange chant, I have to say. Um, I think you know over the years, uh, uh, horny horny northeastern fans chanting "show your tits" at the likes of Missy Hyatt or Francine, um, any number of you know n- nice women over the years. Um, <laughs> Different from yelling at Zandig to expose this woman's tits <laughs> against her will. Uh, anyways, weird. MLJ says, damn, it's like 1999 in here. And I would argue, Emil, that no, in 1999, they chanted, show your tits, mostly, <laughs> as I just said. Um, and then I realized it's Joe Sposto on commentary with Emil, I think. so. It's so. not. It's uh, Jake Black. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Joe. 
I mean, I will say it, it wasn't notable. So I thought it, the guy sounded like Joe. It, he he didn't have the uh, the, the the skills of, of Joe supposed to. We got to do something where Joe and uh, Danny Havoc were in commentary. That's my favorite. That's my favorite team. Yeah, that's like the best a, GCW it's like a, team. It's like a top ten two man booth ever. Uh, love that. Um, for the Kelly Bundy of pro wrestling. Also, I forgot about. Um, oh, I totally forgot about that. They yeah. gotta bring that back. She could still pull it off. I mean, I know she's older and she's like, you know, uh, she's no, she's not a B cup anymore. Let's, let's face it, folks. Um, but she could still be Kelly Bundy. Um, I think she got plastic surgery somewhere in the middle of that run of that show, probably, right? Everybody was probably. getting it in the 90s and if you were a sitcom star. What, what are we talking about? Applegate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Applegate famously had gigantic boobs. Then she had the double mastectomy. Very sad. Oh, no, you're right. Not you're right. The loss oh. of boobs. Well, the cancer. I mean, because it's I'm hard concerned to about with. the cancer. It's hard to do. I'm not kind of, you know, it's October. Susan G. Coleman, uh, you know, that breast deal. Is it, is it the, is it that month? I yeah. Forget. I you think. Got, it, we need to have awareness. We need to have awareness. We gotta have breast awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I, I just. I hope we get the pink. The pink uh, ring robes back for WWE. Oh, I assume they were already on there. Oh, yeah. oh, we have to have them at uh, Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh Jesus. Yes. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna. I mean, the... that's like a conflict of interest because Susan G. Coming and. Is so involved with fracking, which is threatening to, like, the Aramco, the uh, fucking oil. Was Saudis against, like, North say, American you know? fracking? Is that what you're saying? I don't think, I mean, I think, I think the royal family is probably invested. Sure, so sure. Not care. Everybody's making money off of that at some fucking level. Um, there's, like, going to be a, a women's match. Is it the first women's match in a Saudi show? Uh, the second. The, okay. Oh yeah, they wore bodysuits, right? The Natalia Lacey Evans deal. Natalia, uh, well, uh, Lacey Evans was requested by the the um, whatever the imam or whatever the whatever the fuck they have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's not. I'm not being like you can't be racist against Saudi Arabia. Look, you know, hey. it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So There's a hierarchy here. I'm allowed to say things about them. Okay. It's funny. It's just. It's really cool when people talk about uh. Like Saudi Arabian blood money, and then it's like, well, well, who funds? Well, why do they have that money? Uh, America. Well, America's all right. Uh, it's all bad, and wrestling should only happen in uh, after the uh, you know the joy after the JDPON is formed. I can't remember what that stands for because it's like two thirty in the morning, and well, this is a this bit is going on too long. <laughs> The, the all right, so the the joint democratic proletariat. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The 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 idea of uh, of wrestling in Saudi Arabia being any like, you know, any any worse than than whatever they're putting on anywhere else. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. It it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. But the 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 trotting the women out there, I think, is just so. So funny, and it's the, very funny. The 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 legendary moment that I think I think is forgotten now to time, uh, because and it's cut out of the broadcast if you watch it on Peacock or whatever. But the first Crown Jewel show, I believe it was, where there was no there were no women on the show, no women advertised, no women in any of the promotional material until there was some random video shown, 
um, that was like, uh, WWE, haha, get into the action. You know, just like a normal, one of their fucking PR normal videos where it just showed the people, showed the superstars being superstars and, yeah, you know. like some pay per view commer- commercial yeah. for like Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, or thing. you know, like here's like the the footage they show like for a, like a live event coming to your town, and there's don't a sh- try this at home, right? There and and there's it's mostly I mean, it's like <laughs> the, it's like a shot of the Usos. Here's Bray Wyatt. Here's you know Daniel Bryan or whatever, and then there's a shot of Carmella, <laughs> and this shot of Carmella drinking a bottle of water gets oh. this insane raucous hooting so, and hollering it's the funniest goddamn thing i've ever heard it's so fucking funny and nobody remembers that the biggest pop of the night of the first ground jewel show was when they accidentally showed an italian american woman on the screen for two <laughs> seconds drinking from a bottle of water and uh 60,000 saudi arabian men promptly came in their pants um I mean, that's why you gotta have Drew Cordero on the payroll. Well, he'll tell you all about that. Is he Saudi Arabian? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that'd be pretty. Yeah, if you he, he's kind of got an Alfred Molina vibe where he could play a Saudi Arabian, but you'd have to like <laughs> put a little extra hair on him. You know. What uh, I mean? All I know is that I saw 18 million views on a 35 second clip of Chris Dickinson wrestling Haley Hatred in 2009 for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that dude does how to fucking promote himself. Um. All right, not himself, his product. Drew, Car- Drew Cordero promotes his product, or he used to. Now I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> um, all right. Penelope does a back handspring, grabs a head scissor hold while upside down, uh, hand standing on the ground. And Joe, I have Joe written down, Joey. I meant to say Joey, but it says Joe, Joe Janella. Joe uh, smashes a huge bundle, a huge bundle of uh, light tubes over Zandig's head. Also, in the process, cutting the back of his insanely hot girlfriend, uh, his insanely out of his league girlfriend's legs uh, to shit. Um, he he never deserved her. Um, no, no. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, Janella has a history of pulling women he shouldn't pull, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, there's certain types, you know, maybe. Maybe there's something they see in them that I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, chicks love guys who get thrown off the top of a building by their uh, surrogate <laughs> father. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Zandig does the deal. I don't know. He does a soccer kick for no reason. He's got these heavy-ass boots. <laughs> um, he forces himself on Penelope. This is uh, now uh, two out of four matches now. Uh, where a gross old man who used to book the promotion, uh, not this promotion, but a promotion, uh, forces himself on the woman and kisses them. <laughs> As we've now seen, uh, Dusty Rhodes make out with Simply Luscious and now Zandig making out with Penelope Ford. Uh, not great. You know, I mean, and I don't know. As, as, um, as dark as the stuff gets sometimes, and like the spankings, and even even the, like the hitting, uh, you know where it's but it's like wrestling in my head. Like the guy hits the woman, I know it's worked. You know, the kissing fucking grosses me out. Yeah. I mean, twenty sixteen Zandig is. It's also twenty sixteen. That's not that yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, this is uh this this is a very friendly promotion to all the all these dang minorities now. Yeah, and, right? How things change. And Penny's on fucking TV, you know, she's doing great. Janella is theoretically on TV. He's on YouTube, he's doing great. He's, he's, on, he's on YouTube. He's on, he's, he's I watch that show. I mean I listen to it, it's on. I've heard it. <laughs> I know he I've heard that he's on there. <laughs> I I saw him do an entrance once. I, I bet he wrestled someone funny at Dark Elevation. He actually he 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 wrestled Lee Moriarty on a dark show, um, and Lee Moriarty took eighty five percent of the match, and it was like, oh cool, Lee Moriarty's gonna like win, and then Janela just beats him with some bullshit, and then after the match, fucking Tony Khan signs Lee for no reason. <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh, he wrestled Crowbar. All right. Yeah, That's I saw that. Good. I saw that. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, Blumini. P- I, here's the thing. It would have been nice to go see MLW or this, but I would have, but it all, that meant that I would have, at either show, seen the fucking Blue Meanie, Brian Heffron, and I'm not with that. I don't I've think had I've seen this guy. live. Yeah, I don't think I've had to do that. I don't, uh, Meanie's one of those guys that I have no opinion on, really. And I know, I, maybe I should, because he's, but, but uh, Meanie gave us 3PW, so, you know. There are worse wrestlers <laughs> than Meanie, but it's also people I can't fucking love this wrestling. guy, man. I Dude, can't speak to his fucking... wrestling. No, no idea. Um, what? Well, he's wrestling. I mean, he was a man. He was, you know who's on need, the show, Bucky? We we don't need to talk about the Blue Meanie. <laughs> it's just Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor's on this show. Sure. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, Zandig uh, kisses Penelope, uh, then grabs her and power bombs her into Joey, who is standing in the corner, sort of against a pane of glass. Uh, Joey takes the most of this bump, but uh, Penelope still has to land in the glass pretty harsh. It's pretty rough. Um, and then she will now spend the rest of the match dead on the apron. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Zandig. I love when they, okay, so when they start to go outside and you see her, they open the door and you can see one, like, two strands of her hair blowing up in the wind as the breeze, yeah. cool, like, circles through the door yeah. through the ring. She just has to stay there, yeah. She's just dead. Yeah. They, uh, Zandig has to, I noticed a couple times in the in the match that Zandig had to uh, pull his pants up um, <laughs> because Zandig has... One of the flattest asses I've ever seen at this age, especially like real Hank Hill shit. Um, yeah, they, they, I, I guess I didn't remember this being a real match. I told you, Siobhan, I, I, this match to me was a couple spots and then the, the, the big jump at the end, the big dive, um, or whatever, the fall, the, yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but they do a real match, and there's lots of good shit. Zandig does fucking he he does two cartwheels. He goes for the razzle dazzle. Um, <laughs> Sally, Sally, you know Ruckus, right? Are you a CZW head? Not a big one, but I, I've I've kept up over the years. You know Ruckus, so when there they there's two spots in this match that are inexplicably references to Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> and the first is when John Zandig does two cartwheels. Oh, the Zandig cartwheel is so fucking good. I lost my shit. It feels like it's out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> especially, like, if... I mean, 
MLJ says the razzle dazzle on commentary, and Joey just kicks him in the head. Like he's got no time for that. Yeah, he doesn't sell it at all. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, Joey, this is and this is also this is also where Joey does the DVD through the door covered in the wire. Um, Great which, sound, phenomenal sound. I have to say, absolute crack of the bat. Um, and the way the angle that it breaks at and the way that they hit and Zandig is so fat and so like uh top heavy and stiff. Like he's just, he, he's like a, he's like a sack of fucking dirt. Like he's like a, <laughs> he's like a bag of concrete, you know, he's not a, when you, when you pick a person up in a death, in a fireman's carry, right. Um, you, you grab the head, you grab the legs, they conform to your shoulders that's what makes it – that's why John Cena can do it to the big show, right? That's yeah. why you can do it to a guy twice your size because it – and it's why it's the fucking fireman's carry because it's designed for a man that – you know, a weight that is almost incomprehensible. You could carry mo- more weight on your shoulders like that than in any other position while walking forward, right? Um, and, unless it's Zandig who is <laughs> just a fucking sack of shit. And doesn't conform to Joey's body, which is why when Joey gives him a DVD, Zandig doesn't fold into place. He just bounces off the fucking ropes and lands in his head, like lands right in his head. They're both caught in the wire. The fucking door barely broke because he just bounced off of it because he didn't fucking. Zandig, he's not. At this point, Zandig is not a fucking wrestler. Like, well, I mean, it's like wrestling a mannequin. He absolutely should not have tried to do the razzle-dazzle because that really took all the functionality of his knees away. He's done after this, yeah. Zandig cannot do shit. And we'll talk about Tenry in the next match where he falls off hard towards the end of that match. (laughs) But it's a similar vibe. where and But the thing about that is Tenry didn't have to go off the fucking roof afterwards. Um, Yeah. They what they do like yeah the 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 moonsault leg drop through the glass another that's ruckus like Joey's awesome in this match Joey is fucking pulling out all the stops and Joey also not really a deathmatch guy you know no. um did some after this maybe a couple before this this was his big like oh this guy could do anything and will do anything like he had already you know uh, hung from the rafters in ladder matches against Leah Rush or whatever you know but like. Not shit like this. Um, and Penelope is part of uh, this. That, this is such a coming out party for Joey. I think, you know, whatever has happened with Joey Janela at this point, um, his uneventful, you know, run in AEW, um, lackluster returns to GCW. Uh, just generally not being interesting to watch. His extremely pasty thighs and those trunks. Yeah, he doesn't look good. He he doesn't wrestle good. He doesn't cut a good promo. He's not good. On, he's just not. He's really fallen off. But whatever you think about, you know, what, whether you agree with that or not, I think there's such an interesting um, arc to him, you mm-hmm. know, becoming like uh, the guy for GCW. And I think this is... This Seeing this time. match again was like, damn, he really has so dramatically fallen to shit in a relatively short period of time. Well, he's crisp in this. Like, he, he's yeah. he's carrying Zandig. I'm sorry. He's well-conditioned. Well he doesn't blow off. His shit looks good. He's and the one he moving them from spot to spot. Yeah. The past 
two years, and it's like, oh, well, man. He's holding Zandig's hand in this match and moving yep. them from spot to spot. I'm serious. This is oh, a fucking... Exactly. It's a, it's a crazy job. good performance from Joey. And not that Zandig isn't good in this match. Um, he's not, but he's Zandig, so. He's yeah. great. He does Zandig stuff, you know. Um, yeah. There's a Canadian destroyer onto a bunch of fucking, and onto the Devil's Big Red Dick, I guess. Um, the proto. It kind of just looks like Janela hits him with a Backdrop. No, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think this looks like the ultimate Canadian Destroyer because most of the time, Canadian Destroyers are over-rotated and a person just lands back on their knees. His head hits so fucking hard. If you watch the slow-mo replays, this oh, is a brutal landing for Janela. The first it's, angle isn't generous, I will say. It's because he... And Zanuck's so fat, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's... I, look... You you watch watch those replays seriously. It, he hits so hard. <laughs> it's so much worse than like ninety five percent of Canadian destroyers because Canadian destroyers usually move where you are just your your head barely touches. Janela is fully crown of the head against not just the glass but whatever the glass is strapped to in the middle of that big sword, the Buster yeah. sword thing, whatever piece of wood that is. He just smacks it and. It's it's rough. It's it's bad. Um, it was it, it's one of the best Canadian destroyers I've ever seen. I'm gonna say, <laughs> just because it was didn't get all the way over. Um, and you know, again, this is back when a flat man, a fat man doing the flipping pile driver was still like a novel idea. Um, Zandig kind of yells and says they're gonna go outside. Like they kind of just like announce that. All right, we're gonna go do the the thing out there now. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a, because there is a truck out there that has light tubes and barbed wire boards in the back of it next to the building and surely everybody admitted to this building saw it on the way in, right? Yeah. It's like right there. It's ridiculous. Um and then they're all uh, the crowd's going out and then the uh but Janella and Zandig are like trying to crowd brawl past them but they're like caught in it and then Penelope's still just laying on the apron pretending to be dead <laughs> yeah and then they go up you know they go up and they do the thing this is the famous I don't we know can't talk, we can't talk around the best part of this segment when Larry Legend goes from trying to shepherd the crowd outside to <laughs> delivering like ridiculous 1990 Vince McMahon commentary to the right ball. <laughs> well, he's got to do it. Well, Joe and uh, yeah, not Joe. Uh, Jake and uh, and uh, and Emma will have to shut up because they they literally can't call it, or they walked away from the from the mics, which I think they're probably like live recording their their commentary, and so there is no commentary except there's just Larry reacting, and there's also like you hear voices of people like on the ground near the camera that are just like this is so fucking stupid. Like I heard I heard someone say this is so fucking stupid. And and then somebody was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, you just hear people, like, they can tell what's going to happen. They're looking at the height of this building. Um, and they go up to the top of the building. They climb up the ladder. And they do a little... The ladder to the top of the building. They're, so the second ladder, that's the thing. The second they... fucking ladder, man. And so WCW and there's there's this mythology too to that where Joey talked about um, how they were going to do it from the one 
ladder from the from the lower roof but they couldn't get he said something like they couldn't get the truck in the right position or something so they just had to do it from the higher roof <laughs> something like that i might have the details wrong that's some real oklahoma city bombing <laughs> it's something like that it's something insane like that where like the reason they went up to the higher roof was because they had to or something i don't know um and then yeah I, the mother effing bomb i guess i'll tell you what um, the, they get up there, uh, he follows them up the building, right? They do a tease, uh, and then they go up the, to the other, to the next building, to the next level, which is, I guess, 10 extra feet up, maybe. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're talking probably 30 feet off the ground, maybe 25 off the direct landing in the truck. I don't know. It's hard to gauge it, but it is a fucking really high, it's really fucking crazy. Um, it high. It's higher than Justice and Bishop at the Odeon. You think mm. it's higher than the Mondo bomb? That's what I'm about to say. I think it's about. I think it's really close. I think it's right there. I think it's right, right there. I think that. I and I and and I think you know, when I say like the top five craziest things I've ever seen in wrestling, you know, um, Odeon bump is like the most recent edition, right? But um, just because of the impact of it and the camera angle and the, yeah. fact, the fact that we get to talk to the guy about it <laughs> um you know and it's you know uh the winger the flaming Beck Sinton, of course from november 14th 1989 big japan wrestling and uh the mondo bump and i you know what vic grimes like <laughs> you know this is the this is like one of the craziest things that's ever happened um oh speaking of that's a shoot taser spot yeah, right. There you go. Good, good call. Good call. Good callback. Uh, Joey, Joey looks over the edge of the building. You can kind of see it, and he like pushes his hair back in like a way that, I mean, I don't know. I as I have long hair. Sometimes I push my hair back before I uh, when I think about some really fucked up shit. <laughs> like he he kind of does this thing, you know. He does this move where he's like, uh, fuck. And then he, like, he pushes his hair back, and then he looks over at Zandig, and, like, I'm not going to say Joey Janelle is the most thoughtful guy in the world, but I, I I bet there's a lot more concern in Joey's mind right then than there is in Zandig's, Because you know? <laughs> that's Zandig's truck they're jumping into. Fucking Zandig jumps both feet first. Doesn't it's wild. Mostly try to sit out. That's what he had to do, though. I mean, that's that's part of the deal, you know. And that's kind of what he did with uh, with Mondo, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, Zandig knows how to. I don't know. I'm not going to say Zandig knows how to protect. A guy. <laughs> there's, there's no protection. There's no way to protect from. It's the craziest shit. I don't know. It's it's like the fuck. It's like a. It's like a maintenance truck, also, where it's got like the risers that are like you know to hang equipment on if you're like a maintenance or repair. Yeah. And it, it, there's like multiple boards with wire and glass. The top board, the top board that's like the top layer, um, hilariously has spray painted on it top, just to make sure <laughs> for whoever set that up, this is the top board, which I thought was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I noticed that on the seventh slow-mo replay I watched. Um, and there's these, there's the long eight foot tubes there's just like they're not even attached. It's just a pile of them. And yeah. when Joey talked about this, um, 
in some fucking interview or documentary or something. He talked about the landing was so bad. Um, and then he was like, okay, I'm alive. And for a split second, he was okay. And then all of this glass that had been launched into the air on impact, then in that same split second came raining down into his eyes. And that was the worst part. <laughs> Those unnecessary eight foot tubes that also when after the impact, if you listen to the, like the, the, especially the replay, you know, and you hear it multiple times, you can hear the sound of two by fours and the edges of the light tubes just clanking around on the concrete, just a ton of hardware, just exploding. Like it's, the destruction it's fucking crazy it's fucking crazy uh i i like that somebody set the the middle on fire oh yeah it was on fire too i forgot about that why <laughs> I forgot That's it was on no. fire why not escalate it fuck it yeah fire yeah i don't know and then he pins him i guess in there something like that. i don't know it's 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 pretty whack it's pretty much one of the weirdest things i've ever seen and uh, i i remember uh, a couple years later my sister sent me this clip um, and was like, this is crazy. Have you seen this? And I was like, yeah. That's... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just saw, uh, yeah, I was just at a show where Joe Janela did a thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's crazy. It's a, it's a clip that, um, that I think will stand the test of time for uh, wrestling is bad and you shouldn't do it. You know, we'll also saying it's uh, it's just a time for wrestling is bad and why you shouldn't do it. Uh, a Kazuchika Okada? No. Okay. That's Jimmy Lloyd, Ring Crew. Oh, okay, I was oh jumping God. ahead. Sorry. I was, yeah, I'll Jimmy Lloyd. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that that they, uh, he's not name dropped as Jimmy Lloyd. Um, he's just said as a barely legal boy. <laughs> You're fucking with a barely legal boy. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different Fucking song. Legal boy. Different, different kind of song. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, Don't sing it. Yeah. Well, I just did it the once, and then people can take that and do whatever they want with it. Um, <laughs> Skid Row plays. Uh, the crowd chants for both guys. Zandig cuts barbed wire out of Joey Janela's hair while they're still in the back of the truck. Uh, Joey's like, I love you, Dad. And Zandig says... Uh, all right, well, I'll get out of my truck now. <laughs> um, Z- Zandig goes by a bunch of uh, white men and does the Zandig pose. And uh, then he says, hey, everyone, do the pose. And they do the pose. The bar- so, <laughs> yeah. The pose. Um, it's it's cool. It's cool that he got he got to the point where he could say, do the pose. And people did the pose. Speaking of the Zandig pose, though. After that fucking second glass pane bump, there's like this ridiculous jack offy 180 degree shot of Zandig hitting the pose. Oh yeah, and it's like so much more cinematic than any of that shit New Japan nerds claimed was like bringing high cinematography into wrestling. I forgot <laughs> about that. I had a note about that. Yeah, he um he was he, at this point. I mean, the Zandig pose is already a meme kind of by 2016, right? Like this is him really doing his bit. Um, he knows, he knows. Yeah. 
And and you know, Lauderdale's gonna make sure that the the pose gets over. <laughs> um he's gonna tell he's gonna sell some T shirts, presumably. Um all right. Um well I guess that's that's the bump. Anything anything else to say about that fucking that bump is fucking crazy. I still, it's a an insane bump. It's I can't get it's over. It's incomprehensible that it's just it's it's so weird that the takeaway from the fucking from Mondo is okay. So if we're gonna do this again, right? How do we do it better? I know back of a pickup truck. Yeah, but Mondo big, he quit wrestling after it. He was gonna quit. But it yeah, was, but he really was like. Oh well, yeah, he was done. Like it, like changed it. Like that's what that whole documentary is about. That bump changed his life. That's what that documentary is basically yeah. about, right? I mean, it's insane. Uh, um, is it that they couldn't trust anyone if they like just had a bunch of tables? If they had more tables? Oh no, there were there were way better ways to do that. Um, both of, both <laughs> I don't of those know bumps. that they couldn't trust like the fans to not fuck this up somehow. Well, I mean, um, look what 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 Justice and uh, and Bishop did. You know, they had the double stack tables. That there's the the truck is insane. Don't do nine tables. Also, triple stack oh, three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, set them on fire. That's fine. It's still cushion. Yeah. The the truck also. I mean, we didn't the precision it takes. I don't know. I mean, I you know, you throw a baseball into a mitt, you know, that's one thing. Throwing your body into a truck off a building, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, I don't know. I, I it's cra- it's crazy that Zandig never killed somebody. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the thing, you know. Um, and it's crazy that Janella fucking walked away from that, and yeah, again, a genuine huge part of the mythology of Georgianella, whether you think his story is an interesting one or not, like it's a it's an important match. Really important, really important spot. I don't know. I I love it. I I, I didn't remember the match being so good. I was I just, I'm so pleasantly surprised with this match. At the time all I had seen was the finish. So yeah, yeah no, I was kind of blown away by how good the actual wrestling was. Joey's good. Joe, Joey was good. He was good. Oh, yeah. No. After having seen that, I made sure to keep up with GCW, and Joey was still good all yeah. the way until probably like a month or two into his AEW run. Yeah. Yeah, he he did. He fell off. He did fall off hard. And Joey managed to get two good matches at a fucking Kenny Omega. Yeah, I like, yeah. I was, I was real into the Omega matches, yeah. I was, that was... My first run where I was like, oh, yeah, AEW is going to be cool. And then it fell apart pretty quick. But, yeah, I'm back now. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, this is Joey. Well, Joey's uh, still feuding with Sonny. Joey's got Kayla Rossi as his muscular uh, dominatrix mommy, um, which I'm fully in support of. He's over with the dark crowds. So yeah. hopefully he gets up on TV someday. Yeah, I think they're gonna do, yeah, they're gonna do like a no DQ, um, you know, a dark main event, which is so weird when they do gimmick matches on dark. It's weird that there's whole storylines happening on there. Um, but, you know, that's fine. See shows. I mean, it. it's good thing. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joey, uh, probably, probably wasted 
potential, but also it's crazy that he ever reached the highs that he reached. That's sort of, that's the thing about Joey is you can't be disappointed in him because it's crazy that he ever gave you any reason to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a very good point, actually. That's Joey. All right. Main event time. Um, Main event time. From Tenru Project, uh, November 15th, 2015. The retirement match, the final battle. Genichiro Tenryu versus Kazuchiko Okada. Who is this fucking nerd? <laughs> you know, I was telling you, I was telling you, I was telling you about how Kane, you Kane. Yeah, I'm aware of Kane. It's Undertaker's yep. brother. Glenn from Knox County. That's him. He's Undertaker's brother. Uh, I was telling. Flip Kendrick. Yeah. Yes, that's him. Uh, yeah, he's one of one of the wrestlers I feel the most indifferent about. I really have nothing to say about Kane. And for as much hate as Okada has gotten from like friends of ours and people who, you know, watch a lot of wrestling, know what they're talking about, I don't so much mind Okada as much as I I don't acknowledge his existence. Yeah, I that's kind of what it's come down to. I have literally never had anything to say about him. <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty good for a couple of years, and then had a stretch where it was just like, oh man, this dude is so fucking cooked physically that none of his shit looks good anymore. And then when I hit that point, I realized, wow, I actually just don't need to watch Okada matches. Well, I think what happened is he was surrounded by such a hot, style like you know new japan in like 2014 2013 it's just popping off there's lots of guys that are like having great matches with him you know that's some of the most enthusiastic i've been about wrestling in my adult life frankly absolutely yeah it's good shit 2013 g1 like you know uh 2014 even like those are incredible incredible times yeah um okada um i guess if i have to say anything uh, about Okada and his legacy. I just want to say that his fucking gay little ripcord business, you oh, know? Oh, it's, it's, um, that's how it's been bad. For, I think wrestling. helped proliferate many of the worst of the worst back and forth fucking dance routine sort of bullshit that, um, we used to only see like junior heavyweight matches that we now see in literally every match up and down the card. Roman Reigns, Otis, yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking Otis. you know, like, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, Nikki A.S.H., they're all doing rip chords. Everybody loves to control the wrist, as they say. Doesn't matter who you are, how big you are, you're doing this shit and you gotta stop. Folks, gotta stop. This isn't, you're not Diego Luna and Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, alright? This is wrestling, my man. Uh, we, got, we got to that point pretty much immediately. As soon as fucking Seth Rollins was doing that ripcord knee spot, I knew, oh, like, fuck, oh, yeah. it's for American wrestling for the next ten years. Well, Rollins also was such a... He's such a bad case of, like, just watching Kenny Omega matches and doing a shittier version of them. Not that yep. Kenny Omega was, like, really that good at a lot of the stuff that he did, but he's a lot better at those moves than he fucking does. Rollins is. Yeah, yeah. Like... God, I mean, 
Look, I'm not a Kenny Omega man, fan, but fucking like Omega Beretta, like baseball slide driven suplex. It was like fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's some of the worst influences, I think. You know, and a lot of New Japan is. I mean, we could point to plenty of other guys. Um, oh. Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fuck a guy that I, you know, was the fucking god for a minute, a good long minute, actually. Um, yeah. Damn shame what happened. Um, uh, uh, Genichiro Tenryu, uh, one of the ten greatest wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. Uh, Terry Funk, Brian Danielson, Jerry Lawler, Toshiaki Kawada, Genichiro, fucking Black Terry, Negro Casas. I don't know, you, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's, All traits. it's pretty easy. Fit Finley, uh, it's, 10 is easy. It's easy to put him in there. LaParca. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. Who is it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he's, uh, he begins this by like, he's like flexing his shoulders and serving looks. Um, Okada is just comes at him with the shittiest strikes. Um, Tenryu, like, does a single chop that, like, could, like, knock down a building, you know? Like, yeah. fucking, uh, knocks him out of the ring, and, uh, Tenryu does the fucking Rainmaker pose while Okada's on the ground, like, smiling like a fucking asshole next to Gato. Gato's just, he's yelling, motherfucker! Motherfucker! Yeah, he's which, doing his English. Which, like, Gato's, Gato's great. He's I don't great. like, I had never, I'm not a big fan of Gato yelling in English. No, I I just like people saying motherfucker. And yeah. That's all. He sounds like Jericho. He sounds exactly <laughs> like Chris Jericho out there. <laughs> that's great. That's he, really good. When uh when when uh Okada grabs a an unconvincing chin lock uh during a rest <laughs> hold because Okada's tired, um and Gato shouts at the ref and tells him to check him and it he sounded exactly like Chris Jericho, um. Gato yelling at the the Vanguard One drone. Who doesn't love that idea? Yeah. Uh, Get back here, guard! You son of a bitch! Is do you think Gato? Gato's not gonna. He's never gonna be an AEW, right? I mean, the Forbidden Door or whatever. Like, I I guess I I in my head it, there is this beautiful version of Gato being like the hype man for Suzuki. You know, because I. I Suzuki comes in and teams with like Lance Archer, and that's kind of boring. But if Gato was there yelling, like that might be kind of cool. Gato having matches with Nat Hardy, where they just do forty fist. Oh no, yeah, Gato doing matches and throwing his uh, trademark great punches. I mean, yeah, sign me up. I just don't think that's gonna. I think more likely is him. No, it's uh, not. Like yelling during a fucking. him and Dan Lambert yelling at each other, which sounds <laughs> fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's a... you a bitch! See, that's great. Yeah, he, yeah, he would fit right in. Um, Okada, God, I don't know what to say about Okada. He does, he's, you know, he's got some nice moves. He does, he wear, you know, he, he wears it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. He certainly has, uh, Wonderful form on some of your, uh, some of your techniques there, uh, young chap. Um, <laughs> the European uppercut, uh, smooth as butter, 
looks like it doesn't even make contact. Except for, the, <laughs> except for the, the, you know, it's so loud it had to. Where's that sound coming from? Certainly couldn't be from the contact since there is none. Um, anyways, well, like, great like, thigh slapper. Great thigh slapper. It's, it, I mean, it's kind of like if Terry Taylor was considered the the, the greatest wrestler to ever live. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, he he's just... not non-racist Terry Taylor, but he, he's not racist. But he also didn't take the photo of Alexandra York. Mm, sure, sure. Uh, Love that. I will always reference it. Yeah, not the first time. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking. Sal, you know what I'm talking about. No. Oh, it's like it's like a Terry Richardson looking photo of uh, Terry Taylor and Alexander York from the York Foundation. Good board. It looks yeah. good. It looks good. Um, God, she was so hot though in those years. Absolutely. Why did you have to bring her up right now? Just... Now I'm thinking about her. Think about her dressed like Gato. God damn it! Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, sure. Uh... <laughs> it would be cool. Basically, all Okada has in this is the shitty European uppercuts and the drop kicks. Um, I do think that he ends up giving a good performance in this match overall towards the end. Um, but it's a weird, you know, working around Tenryu at this at this phase in his career. Obviously, this is the last Tenryu match, right? He hasn't wrestled since this, right? No, he ain't yeah, he's back. done. He's done. Um, he evades a senton, delivers some like JYD headbutts. Oh, um, those look fucking great. Or the fucking, according to Eddie Kingston, the the move that Luigi does in Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> he uh, he gets up and he does the classic like lazy Tenryu kick to the eye. You know this classic spot that Tenryu did from like '98 to this match, where he would <laughs> just like there would be a guy like down kind of on all fours and then Tenryu would just go up and be like hey and he just kick him in the fucking orbital bone twice like not even like hard just like casual toe to the fucking eye yeah here's the picture yeah that's the one <laughs> that's uh yeah and that, is that the one that that lo- was losses uh no it was never losses avatar it was, okay, I just that's a different one that's a different one okay oh um yeah the uh the the kick to the eye just casual shit um the chops the punches in the corner which is the you know the classic tenery spot um kingston does this now um and a lot of people actually i think do this uh the punch chop punch chop, the chop yeah the the chop the chop the chap, the chop jab thing yeah yeah. It always is cool. yeah it's good i feel like people do it too fast Maybe. I feel like people are in such a hurry. Everybody's in such a fucking hurry now. You know, this go-go, you know, got to get my, got to check my, yeah. notif- check my uh, notifications. Whenever, whenever I think of the fucking 10 meter spot now, I think of, there's a gift of Shingo Takagi doing it. Exactly. He connects on the chop, but he whips every fucking punch. And the whip oh, punches yeah. get worse and worse the longer it goes. It's fucking embarrassing so he's doing punches and not not elbows not like like super dragon because that oh. was when i was when i was like you know backyarding and stuff that was the hot move like we, you know we, you know the we, violence party yeah the violence party like tenryu was cool or whatever but we were super dragon fans first and foremost mm-hmm. um but the, you know i i i love i love the 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 way that tenryu does it especially here where it's just like 
he's like thinking about it between each shot, you know? Like it's so calculated. It's slow. He's doing it slow and it he's but it's not slow because he's old. It's slow because it's fucking calculated, you know? Yeah. Um God, I love Tenryu. Um have it's we ever... a combination of it's like, well I'm old, so I don't have to keep swinging. We never really talked about him. Body. Wait, have we ever talked about Tenryu on the show? We've talked about Tenryu, but not as much as we could. Not in a match, though. We ever talked about an actual match? Yeah, we? we talked about him versus Onida. We talked about him ver- in the oh. uh, Destroyer 6 Man. It's oh. been a while. Do you it's want me to do it? No, that's fine. I did it. I did it. Um, okay. I'm feeling those lighters. Um, the, yeah, it's, but that's not, t- that's not the, that's not old man Tenryu. So that's the thing. No, no. And have... this is the oldest man Tenryu, of course. I uh, want, yes. Ten, I could also, oh, we haven't talked about Tenryu in over two years, as far as I can tell. Sure, sure. Um, so I could, ten, I could also do a, ten, literally every match of, every year of Tenryu's career. Okay. We do a match. All right. Just, I know that's enough of that shit, but yeah, still. Yeah. He could pull, we could, there's like a shockingly few numbers. No, number of people you can actually pull it off with. Tenryu is an easy one. Alright, alright. Well I'm not saying we do it. Just just calm down, okay? <laughs> I'm feeling great, man. Um alright. Let's see here. Uh Tenryu is uh holds like a chicken wing on Okada for a minute. Uh Okada fights out um and then uh, he's he's getting up and Tenryu delivers like a cartoon karate chop to the back of the neck. Yeah. Um, goes for the power bomb. Uh, crowd goes, oh, and uh, then they just kind of fall over because Tenryu is really fucking old, <laughs> and he can't pick up Okada. Um, fucking ugly little neck drop. Oh no, that's the, so that happens in the next one. Th- that's the thing. That's the second try. The first time he just falls over, um, and then Okada hits a running European uppercut. Which like a Cesaro style, uh, which it looked like there was no impact, but again sounded really loud, so must have really hit. Did couldn't tell from the look of it, but it sounded good. So it was not a long angle, in fairness. Must have been a must have been a hell of a strike, because <laughs> I heard it, couldn't see it, and I saw it. I saw it looked like his hand was to his side there, and it did like a, but it it sounded. And you know what? A slap like that, it, that's not what that would sound like. But you know what? Suspension of disbelief. You know. We never we don't talk about thigh slaps in this show very often, but goddamn, fuck Okada. Uh, well, uh, Adam I, Cole's super kick sounds good. Yeah, it, so, it sounded like it hurt. That's what they said on that, AW. That was so bad. That <laughs> that's was, rough. Yeah, that's oh, that man. Was, what can you do, though? It's fucking Adam Cole. I know. You, you know what you could do? You know what you could do, Sally? You could not sign him. Well, I know, but, but that's not up to Tony. I, I, that's not up to Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone has to sell the product, and I mean, you know, he's the best. You got to convince. Once you after you uh, successfully seduce Tony Khan, you got to convince him to sign some fat guys. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. Get Kaplan in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah Kaplan's the new face of the company for sure. Um, What's American Balloon up to? <laughs> he still uh, lives in Japan. He's not doing anything. He still lives and, in Japan. Yeah. He's still tutoring TNA, children man, in fuck. Japan, I think. Uh, yeah, alright. So then, alright, Okada 
what? Okada does more fucking European uppercuts. Tenryu keeps chopping him. The chops are really fucking loud. Um, but Okada is just like, you know, Okada, as, for as shitty as he is, he has just spent the last, like, four years getting his ass kicked in, like, grueling G1 tournaments by hard-ass motherfuckers. It's like, by 2016, Okada's already pretty cooked. Like, sure. he's got no neck anymore. He's bumping way too hard for way too much on every show. But I believe that he can absorb the Tenryu punishment just because he absorbs everybody else's. Like, that's sort of, that's kind of Okada's deal, too, is his perseverance comes not through his own, like, you know, uh, hard-fought, uh, you know, brute force. It's through technique after withstanding. You I know? mean, like, he let fucking Marafuji squash him. He, he's willing to take a bunch of a dude's shit in order to, like, get over his whole fucking, like, struggling forward deal. Yeah, it's a, he's, he's a very specific type of, um, which I, you know, I, and I think is admirable. I think that's sort of the deal with, that's why Gato, uh, deserves some praise for the success of Okada for like just how exactly he created that type of superstar, you know, this like vulnerable type of like ace that's kind of different, you know, um, I think the matches are bad, but I understand. I think it's, I, I understand why the character works, you know, I understand why people are latched onto Akata, even if he's a fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> it's a really nice flying fucking elbow from the top. Incredible form. Like one of those, you know, one of those pretend things where it, like you make it super pretty that it distracts you from the fact that it looked like it was the fakest fucking thing you've ever seen in a Japanese wrestling ring. That's what Okada's good at, you know? Yeah. Well, um, that's his drop yeah. Well, and but so that's the thing, right? Um, the f- more fucking European uppercuts, drop kicks and shit um the the drop kicks towards the end get interesting um tenryu pumps his arms and chest like he's henry cavill in mission impossible fallout um <laughs> he goes for the power bomb again long struggle working the fucking the walk in the king's road um back body drop counter from okada okay that's the second attempt right um and I think this is a really good fucking match. At this point, the build to that and the big payoff of the, the, the back body drop and then eventually the, uh, the power bomb is incredible. Um, the actual, if you can call it a power bomb. <laughs> um, and then, you know, again, there's all these spots where like Okada does like one of his fake pretty drop kicks. And Tenryu leans his face directly into it. And that's, and it looks great, you know, because he did that. Um, yeah. And then once we get into the closing stretch of this match, which it doesn't necessarily feel like the closing stretch, if you're not considering that it's Tenryu's retirement match, um, and just kind of like watching the last of his life escape from him. <laughs> um, which is literally what happens here because we run through the, um, you know, some of the big signature Tenry moves. Um, uh, Okada goes for the Rainmaker and Tenry counters with like a, ca- like a very funny casual slap and then a little jab. And then, uh, and then, uh, Okada's down like on one knee and Tenryu's, uh, classic sort of, barely getting off the ground in Zaguri that he does. You know, we all know this. The heavy foot, you know, it's like sort of a high kick where he falls halfway through it. It's barely an Zaguri, right? Um, but it always, his feet have weight to them, you know? 
Yeah. Something about he, the he way hits he kicks. like a shining wizard. He does this. It's the most shitty fucking half-assed integrity I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Except and, this is this man. I don't know how he is. I don't think he can like move his body anymore. So no, but that's the thing. Tell. It's the last integrity that he will ever do. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It and works. he's down there afterward. He's on his fucking back, looking up at the lights. Slowly makes his way up to his feet. Walks over to Okada. Kicks him in the fucking face again, and then he <laughs> yeah. he goes for the power bomb, and this time he's and again, this is the last power bomb that he will ever do. All right, uh, big move. If you've seen a Tenry, <laughs> one of his moves, you know, yeah, Inzaguri, one of his big moves. Um, and he sort of sets himself up so his back is against the buckles for like extra support because he fell fell over last time. Yeah. <laughs> so he pounds on Okada's back, finally gets him up for the power bomb. Just barely though. Not all the way. Just slips. And the the little head bump. Like this little head drop that Okada takes. It's pretty harmless in the grand scheme of things. Like Okada has taken planned bumps that were far worse than this. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, this is a, a one-fiftieth the level of the dragon suplex off the top from Kenny at the fucking, at the dome, you know? Like, but still, it's just so funny, and he just gets dumped, and yeah. Tenryu just kind of falls over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's really tired, he hits a really, he hits his last ever brain buster, Right. Yeah. Right? He does a brain buster. Real shitty. He looked like Jimmy Garvin doing a fucking brain buster, right? <laughs> um, you know the Jimmy Garvin brain buster? Are you, Siobhan, you're not, that doesn't ring a bell. No, I do, I do. All right. I, it's, it's really bad. It's, it's like a, it was his finish and he was, it was the, he was the worst at doing it. Um, and then he hits a couple, uh, more punches and, uh, that's pretty much going to be it for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much his last burst of uh, offense ever in a wrestling ring. Um, Okada just fires off some drop kicks, and you know, again, these are Okada drop kicks that are kind of like they're pretty more than they're impactful or whatever, you know. Um, but not really because Tenryu is like stepping into them, and Okada's blasting him right in the chest. Um, and you know, Tenryu comes back every now and then with a punch or a chop. Um, and he's just stumbling around though. Like, t- he can barely stand and he's still throwing these like off foot chops and punches and barely able to stand. And then Okada puts him down with one last drop kick. And these are not, he's not drop kicking him in the face. He's drop kicking him in the chest. They're like heart stoppers, you know? Yeah. They're just boom. Like, this is how you take an old man down, right? Um, it's just a really fucking interesting match for Okada to wrestle because Okada, could have done some business. Like, you know, Okada's a fucking ace. He's the biggest fucking star in Japan. He could go in here and fucking beat this old man. He's yeah. he's not. He's not going to. He puts him down with fucking drop kicks and shit. It's awesome. It's a very different type of match for Okada. It's one of the best Okada matches. Finally hits the Rainmaker for the win. Um yeah, he hits he hits one Rainmaker. <clears throat> Instead of, I don't know, how many does it take to fucking put down Tanahashi? Seven or eight? You know. Fucking garbage. Horrid. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I mean, to be fair, Tenryu could have been like knocked over by a feather at this point, but <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's not trembling. Not gonna get his shoulders back off that mat, but you know, um, yeah, and that's it. And um, beautiful, beautiful match. Um, Post match has uh, my two best friends, Stan Hansen and Terry Funk. Uh, they come out and they join my other friend, uh, Tenryu, and they bring him flowers. And then they leave, and then some other stuff happens. I don't know. Tenryu's daughter's there. Oh, is that who it is? Okay. She seemed nice. Yeah. You think he's a good dad? Probably not. I think... I don't know. <laughs> you think he, Probably you th- not. You think he, like, ever... You think he ever, like, gave her the, the punch-chop combo? That's that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly hope not. But, you know, maybe cultural differences. Who am I to say? I'm just a Baka Gaijin. Right? Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we did it. Tenryu. Tenryu. Yeah. This is, this thing about this, this show is it's just like, oh, it's a bunch of my favorite guys. And also, then I can also, Carino. (laughs) So, (laughs) Carino, alright, Carino and Okada. Cross them off the list. Um, alright, well, uh, Sally. Anything? Anything to plug? Anything to anything to talk about? Ah, just hit up on Twitter.com. That's pretty much all I'm ever doing. Twitter.com. Uh, Femboy Garfield, right? Yep. You can figure out how to spell that. People can figure out how to spell that. Is it an it's, underscore? It's Femboy with an I and no underscore. Sure, no underscore. In my head, there was an underscore, or maybe the O was a zero. But I mean, only be, only because it's such a good username that somebody else would have taken it first. Oh no! It, it definitely. I was shocked that I managed to get it. Isn't it great when <laughs> you're in that great. when you're in that screen and you're like, it's time. I'm gonna change. It's time yeah. to make a change. When you're, you know, you're you've got Michael Jackson on and you're listening to Man in the Mirror and you're saying it's time to make a change. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you change your display name and then you type it in and you're just like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy that I didn't have to put 69 or 420 at the end of this username <laughs> to make it actually viable, but here we are. Um, Siobhan? Yeah. It's episode 66. So it's we're going to do... Alright, so we've got another one. we got 67 planned and then 68. we got to figure out what 69 is. Uh, or yeah, we can just not make a do. big deal out of it and just not mention it, which feels like probably the move. I think too many have begun to make a deal of it. I know, it's kind of fucking lame, right? Yeah, it, whatever happens, happens, is my stance. That's my stance for most of the show. Well, that's my oh. stance with, like, 69ing, is if you, you know, you're out of breath, then you gotta kinda, you, you're on your own there. You gotta make, you know, you gotta make your space for yourself. Um, I, I think maybe, yeah, I think we just don't, we just do it, we just skip it. We, do, we just skip right to episode 70. <laughs> No, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, damn, we are getting really close. And you know what else I was thinking about? This is a crazy thought. 66 episodes. I was taking a look. Uh, the median, uh, the average uh, time, like, length for our podcast, according to this. I don't know our total number of hours or minutes or whatever. Yeah. But the median length for the 67-ish things on the feed um, is uh, 154 minutes. So, I'm not going to do the math right here, but I'm going to say, um, if this podcast was a normal podcast, 
where we did one hour a week and we released it every week um, or whatever, we'd be on episode like uh, 700 and no, wait. I don't know. I got, I wrote it down. It's upstairs, but I wrote it down. We would have done a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. How much of this show? That's fucking, that's fucking lame. 600. We, we'd be on like we, episode We're the show that 000. has the Tuvan Froat singing intro because we're fucking hardcore and we go hardcore. It says we'd be, we would be, we would have broken the record set by Cheers and that I would have, and, and that you would have been replaced by Kirstie Alley? Kirstie Alley? Okay, I don't know. Something like that. That's, it's, you know, that's the crazy, crazy alternate scenarios that could happen. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. Dun, I, I've dun, never dun, seen dun. an, I've never seen a single episode of the show. I've never seen an episode of Cheers, man. It's, it's funny because I've seen almost every episode of Frasier. It's just the kind of guy I am, I guess. Um, which is to say, fucking gay. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to the Tuvan Throat Stingers for the uh, music as well as the Brazil guy for his thing. Thank you uh, to Emily for the artwork on the show. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, go go on Apple or Spotify. or um, We're not I... on Spotify right now for some reason. Hmm? We're not on Spotify right now. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, well, I'll look into oh. that. <laughs> I'll look into that. I and, think uh, it was the. I think they have to reauthorize theirs, us because of the logo change or something. I don't fucking know. Okay, okay. Something you could have told me off off air. I could have probably. Taken... I forgot about it. And now I, and now we're in a real on cinema moment where you're you're gregging me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good school. <laughs> uh, yeah, something went wrong. I clicked on it. It said something went wrong. Well, uh, if you're on Apple. Give us a review on there, and uh, thanks for uh, listening. And uh, we, we always say, uh, Sally, Sally, you're from uh, you're from a different country, so we say death to America at the end of this show. <laughs> um, but you're welcome to you know say death to America as a as a non-resident. Uh, Sean, death to America. Death to America. Death to America. There you go. And see, there's the thing. Um. It's bad everywhere, folks. Bad, folks. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. You uh, you like it up there, Sally? Uh, in worse places. In Canada. Know? They it's, ad- it's adequate. I, I, I heard they I heard they got uh heard they got free health care up there. Is that true? Oh yeah. Jeez. It is. Jeez. Yeah, well, folks, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>